I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And this week, we watched a TV movie called Generation X, and (laughs) we brought on the one and only Todd Harper, notable for his appearance on our X3 episode, to watch this wonderful film. Todd, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Hi. (laughs) I hope you like green lighting. (laughs) We sure I do. I also like red lighting, and I also like. Do you blue guys lighting. like laser tag lighting? Because that's about what we're gonna watch. Also, I'm going to say that Todd has also been on the show in other parts. Right, he, true. He, puts, he gives us little tidbits to stick on in. So yeah, just Todd saying, is just just a friend. He's not of the show. new to the show. <laughs> I'm, you know I'm absolutely who he is. the I'm, I'm the Joan Rivers to your Johnny Carson. Right? Yeah, like it's that. I guess so. That, that works, but I mean. Like, says, is that, like, she says, of- <laughs> being a million years old, people listening to this game, who was Joan Rivers? I know, but also, like, is it kind of fatalistic to compare yourself to Joan Rivers because she's, like, not here anymore? She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> just like us, because we're all just, old. Just like Jean. Jean is not in this movie. So, Jean? Okay, okay, is so- it Jean? Jean? Generation X is. So okay. what we've been doing on this show is in between each season of X-Men, the animated series that we've been watching and, you know, future seasons of Wolverine and the X-Men Generation, all these other things that we're going to watch. All these TV shows. We've been watching a f- live action movie or full length movie. And so we watched is the first X-Men on anything? film. We watched it's based X2. on the X-Men, right? Yeah, yeah, Thank Ryan. You. It is based on the X-Men. Oh, good. <laughs> good I just point. want to make sure that we were staying on Brad. <laughs> No, we've just been watching movies. We've just been throwing fucking Batman in there just to see to if people are paying enough just attention. Just limited for some reason. Well, to be okay. fair, our Patreon episode, we did the Goonies, so that is definitely so, not X-Men related. It's not. So we aren't really watching them in order, though. We're just kind of like fucking around and watching whatever we want. So. Well, okay, no, we were watching them in order, but then the next order of the Fox films would have been, you know, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Technically, Generation X okay, was first, but, Ryan, but... we weren't watching them in order because this movie that we watched for today came out in 1986 so technically we should have started with this we should have started here and we didn't but we were watching no, the fox films and the I just- show the show would not have survived you starting with this episode <laughs> you understand that right 
<laughs> like we would have started with this and then we would have been like why are we doing this show <laughs> we've peaked uni- thanks for listening to the mutinations everybody this is it well, so the universe has lined it up so generation x is happening right now yeah well so, in a sense it is 1996 in our hearts right now so, right so this film was made in 1996 and it was kind of the first try at making any kind of like expert tv show that was not the animated series it was based off action. of generate right based off of generation x the comic books which were still pretty recent at that time so it was kind of strange that they decided to go in this direction uh mostly because there wasn't enough like love for these characters beyond like jubilee and emma frost and maybe banshee at this point right and also the comics had only been out for a couple years the generation x storyline started in 94 so when they were making this they were probably making it in 95 because it actually came out in february 1996 so they were making this movie like right as the comics were coming right. out which is really trying to capitalize Ballsy. on something that people were not familiar with <laughs> like people did not know <laughs> these characters at all no they didn't and there had been other weird tv sh- movies that made like i don't know if you guys remember like the nick fury movie or the original fantastic four movie that nobody can even find anymore because it was so bad no i didn't know about either of those. there's also those two original captain america movies i like to believe that marvel has like a team of ninja that they have <laughs> yeah. sent out to find every copy of that original final <laughs> <laughs> that i have oh seen it before it is not oh, it's good too early um, <laughs> fantastic four that early fantastic four movie and that like if you have one they just kill you and take it <laughs> you've yeah. never seen like, it no. you've never seen it before you never heard of it <laughs> this movie never existed yeah so basically this movie was a a tryout for the x-men and as you all know x-men 2000 was only four years later so this was kind of trial and run see if they could even make something it was unfortunately a flop although it's definitely just cheesy 90s i mean that's kind of why it flopped It's super cheesy but also it's very clearly low budget to an extent that makes it unintentionally funny because so that actually contributes to sort of part of the problem with what this movie was but first of all i want to say that x-men 2000 was a lot of it pulled from ideas from this movie and you will see that throughout the film right i mean they they pulled from the two these two things but in terms of making a film i mean they even filmed the x-mansion in the same location right hadley castle which i didn't didn't you say that like seven different yeah i know also okay so it's smallville it is apparently lex luther's home in arrow it's fucking uh oliver queen's home so i'm like can like there's more than one mansion for superheroes to live in just this one just hadley castle Here's, here's the deal though it's in in British Columbia, right? And yeah. all television is filmed in Vancouver. Like, I'm pretty sure that somewhere between 1992 and 1998, like, the Canadians just bought the rights to TV. Like, all of it. <laughs> Which is why every television show is filmed in Vancouver now. So, they couldn't pick a new castle. It's the only castle they had. It's the well, only one even castle. Even in 96, this was the only castle they had, apparently. Like, that, the, the Canadian film industry started then, or earlier right. than then. I, okay, wait, so, but a lot of these actors are Canadian, right, if I recall? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think like, I think Jubilee's actress is Canadian. Okay, wait, so let's talk about that for a second. Jubilee's white in this movie. She is. Uh, which I don't know was intentional. I've read a lot of back and forth on this. I I feel like, from what I've understood, the whitewashing wasn't intentional. I guess the director didn't just... He didn't do the research and knew that she was Asian and didn't specify in the script. So, like... Okay. 
I mean, okay. I mean, going back but, and reading Generation X. So like, I read some also Generation Lee, X comics. So, and I will say that the, the Generation X comics make no reference to that. They don't have Jubilee's backstory at the beginning. They just start. She's drawn in the exact same way as the white characters, for better or worse. Right. So I can imagine how somebody could just read those comics, just not notice that her last name is Lee and just be like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, she's also going by the name Jubilee. But the then other, in this movie, the she could just be like a hard her family could just be like really big into the confederacy yeah exactly yeah. and the other reason why i think it is believable is because so many of the other characters aren't white in this film so at first i was like oh did they just want to have a white right. girl be the yeah, lead and, and character that's kind of like but how i feel got too angelo who's like still a latino character like i so i don't and also know M, that that who was, is i, I, I right. forget what m's M actual and, nationality and is supposed to be so like yeah. the entire cast is diverse so it does actually just seem like they made a mistake here and they should have I, I just mean, it really it really does but I, so whatever. It's, too bad. it's definitely too this bad is, but this is also a different origin story for jubilee than the one that's yes. in the comic books where she's orphaned or yeah. living by herself like this is like jubilee actually has a family it's a l- slightly more like the animated series version where she's got parents who are s- well in the animated series and they're I not think that worried maybe they about pulled her, this but- from the animated series but also i feel like in terms of how they wanted to tell this story, they needed a character that was going to get recruited by Generation X. Now, originally, Jubilee was the first recruit, so this is kind of backwards. Right. But uh, Jubilee being recruited for Generation X was like, okay, we need a kid that is pulled out of their lives. And they kept Jubilee's, like, punky, badass, like, you know, I don't let follow Hangs rules. Hangs on arcades, wears a yellow yeah, raincoat. They, they, right, she, she does all that shit, but also... You know, she's got a family, and I think they wanted to be like, oh, being a mutant's terrifying, because if you're a mutant, you can be torn away from your family and put into a concentration camp. Like, that was the feeling they were going for. See, that's what that's what kills me, though, because if you're gonna mention concentration camps, it feels like having an Asian character is right. your perfect in for the metaphor, since we literally did that. This yeah. is the Asian 90s, Toddy. Okay, so remember in the 90s, we were, like, getting progressive. We were getting progressive to the point where we're, like, pretending, like, the Holocaust didn't really happen, didn't you know? Happen. <laughs> you know, like, you know, that kind of shit. So it's kind of like, well, we can't have, like, an Asian go through this because then it's actually going to be insulting to them. Do you and, know what's So sad? let's put more white people in. <laughs> I can actually imagine that. I can actually imagine that happening in the writers' room. So yeah. Me like, too. Okay, so Jubilee is is Chinese American, right? Yeah. Well, we, uh, so there's this tra- concentration camp, and then someone goes, whoa, 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 guys. Yeah. <laughs> what do we want to, what message like, do we want to send? The thing yeah. is that, like, I'm, you know, I'm very politically liberal, but, like, there's times when you can, like, take it too far, and that was something we were doing in the 90s, which is apparent also in X Men animated series. I don't know if it's series. that, or if it's just, like, becoming ignorant again, because you're like, well, we don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you loop back well, around. Okay, but, like, <laughs> Everyone, everyone likes to talk about political correctness, like now, right. yeah, in 2010s. And I'm like, you sweet summer children, <laughs> you don't remember when politically correct was a new term. And trust me, in the 90s, liberals in the 90s took it way, way too far. Far, yeah. Like, you think Tumblr teens are bad? You should go back to like rich white urban liberals in 1994. That is. Actually, what this movie is about, though, I, okay, yeah, it really kind so of is. Okay. I was not expecting so many racial politics to be in this film. Honestly, like yeah. I wasn't expecting. So, okay, should we just start recapping the movie? Well, before like, we get there, what the fuck? We, are we doing should, right but there's now? one more thing that we have to talk about, which is actually important. That there's two characters in this 
who were supposed to be Chamber and Husk, but they were changed because they didn't have the budget to do the effects for they Chamber They barely had Husk. the budget to do the effects for the mutants right. they did have, so I'm sympathetic to they this. They replaced them with these two other characters, mm-hmm. uh, Harley and Kurt, and I don't. I know Harley's nickname in this is Buff, but I don't know Kurt, so I don't even know if they say it. It, it, it is... Refrax? I think it's yeah, Refrax. Yeah, yeah, it's because refraction is the the term for light coming into your eyes. Do you know how I know this? <laughs> my my right eye is permanently slightly out of focus, and my eye doctor has been looking at that for weeks, trying to figure out what it is. And oh, cool. okay. so you have refrax her powers? Theory, no, her theory is that it's a refraction issue. See, like, I just can't see Todd. Okay, other fun story, like the the. Thing your that makes your eyes the color they are. <laughs> I, can, I can never take off my visor. Um, <laughs> except for when you do, and then you open your eyes. Yeah, and then you can see through people's clothes, which is what his fucking power is. Well, also, he can shoot lasers out of so his eyes. So, but he still has Chambers' personality, which is really kind of funny. But also, um, the girl that plays Harley... Harley. That's that's supposed that was originally Husk looks exactly like Husk yes. has the same personality like it's like there and she's also still she going through like a, a body power. horror thing. So her her power instead is that she's just super muscular like to she's buff it, to yeah. an, a get mutated it? extent. Get it? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, is she Hulk so. buff? <laughs> so she's kind of like She Hulk, but she's a teenage girl, so she's like very insecure about it. And I don't yeah. know. I didn't. I didn't hate that as far as like replacement powers go. They didn't. They couldn't. Right. Really I think do they it. still told the same story that they would have would have told with Husk. It just like instead of skin peeling off, it's just she was super muscular. So yeah, I, I think it still worked. Plus, like. Uh, I don't know. They clearly had five dollars to yeah, make this I know. movie. <laughs> and, um, of all of the superpowers that you can fake with, like making someone throw themselves across the room, super strength is kind of one of the See, easiest. Th- honestly, yeah. they spent all their money trying to rent this fucking castle. I know, and then they didn't have anything <laughs> left, and it's so fucking obvious. No, the the castle and the like seventeen million computer screens that they had to make in video toaster. Yes, like to for Cerebro so that because looks, they, they, yeah. their version of Cerebro is just a billion monitors in a room. Like that's that's the best they can do. I mean, to be fair, sometimes it's like that in X Men the comics, but they usually have the headpiece somewhere. You know? Yeah, yeah. They don't miss, and also Xavier is not in the movie, which is not a problem. So- no, I prefer Emma Frost over Xavier any day. Yeah. So okay, do you actually, wanna- the, the only real reason to watch this movie is because Emma Frost. You're gonna, if you have not seen this movie, it's like it makes you visibly mad that they fucked up Emma Frost so many times after this in the movies. Yeah. So. <laughs> I I don't know how we want to do this. Like, do we want to recap the movie? Do we want to give a spoiler alert at a certain point in? Or do no, we... this is this is just us going. This is the mutant ages. So right, open with this movie. Open this movie. movie is probably older than a lot of your listeners. Oh, for I sure, I don't it is. think you need a spoiler. Well, but if people want to watch it, if people want to watch it themselves, though, it's pretty easy to find. It's like streaming on YouTube right now. Like somebody uploaded like a VHS poll that they it's got. Been, okay, it's been it's on been YouTube for years. There. Nobody it's... has taken it down. Because even Marvel doesn't cares. care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one's going to take that stream down. So you can find it. You can watch it. I own a not. copy of this movie that's I, also, like, a bootleg. So, anyway. I don't, I, I don't know if I would recommend it. Ryan would. You can you can draw your depends. own conclusions. You know, it's... I, I mean, in watching it, it is not like it's a good movie. I feel like the, the team spirit of Teenage X-Men is much more apparent in here than any of the X-Men Fox films. And obviously, I think they did a better job with some of the characters like Emma Frost yeah, and even cool. Jubilee to agree. And I did like Banshee. 
but I mean, it's there's it's not good that there's no actual villain from the comic books. Instead, they have this crazy scientist, right? Yes. And they spend oh so God. much time on him to the point that there's more time on that than there is on the actual X Men, and Any that is where it, this yeah. movie drags really bad. I know. Really and bad. And also, the scientist is played by Matt Furrer, who is Max Headroom. So like, Max that's Headroom. fine. He's that's... actually like a good actor, but like he's he acting is. like Jim Carrey in this, like from Ace well, Ventura, maybe The Mask. It, it, I don't know. Feels... Yeah, it's very. I got very the mask energy from from that character but yeah i also feel like that's the director not telling him to just take it down a notch like he could have taken it down a notch <laughs> i mean it seems like the director scene. just didn't okay i was looking at what else the director did and it's not much it's not so much. i think he directed like one <laughs> other film and then some tv stuff he did so. he directed some other stuff but it was a lot of stuff i had never heard of and i was right. like all right dude like i think he did, what was it called like gun shy is that what it was called who even cares but let's let's talk about this movie because this, we got a while to go and we're gonna lose our shit like at least a thousand times so Anyway, let's open it up to New World Entertainment Video. I'm going to do every single frame of the movie. Okay, great. <laughs> yep, that's all movie. I didn't take notes, so the well, first Todd things I, I remember did. are Emma Frost <laughs> charging into a room and saving a teenager. Well, f- first off, <laughs> we have like the, this text that says mutation, and I was really expecting oh, right. it to do the thing because again, it's like the first movie where it's like mutation. The yeah, key they stole to blah, this blah, blah, blah. one. They were like, let's define mutation right out of the gate. Every well, X yeah. property has to do that. Well, it, it actually starts kind of creepy because it has like that weird like going on in the back background you know Mm -hmm. uh so it says mutation the act of being altered or changed and it says to the illegal genetic condition by the u.s statue i'm not going to read all those fucking numbers first apparent in puberty caused by the x factor located in the pineal gland of the brain okay so that's important and then it says all my first note is (laughs) pineal gland what does the pineal gland actually do did you look it up if i yes i did (laughs) at like the end of the movie when i couldn't take it anymore so all right (laughs) so tell us (laughs) seriously i have i have 99 lines of notes that note is line 82 great so now i have to google it pineal gland regulates sleep patterns and apparently regulates uh the release of sex hormones okay here's why i think they did that because this movie is about dreams and also the astral yeah. plane. So the sleep Which they don't tell thing, you it's the astral plane until like the very last line the of the movie. End. It's the dream dimension. And so something that's true in this movie that is not true in any other X-Men property is that mutants have the power to travel in the dream realm and humans don't. So just in addition to their other mutant powers, any old mutant can travel yeah. in the astral plane basically and the dreams people's dreams are also on the astral plane and that's just how this works according to this movie so that's cool <laughs> that's just a power every <laughs> every mutant has oh quickly that director also did nightmare on elm street 2 right yes of which this movie did. essentially is this, this movie is, this is the kid-friendly version of not is it kid friendly, Todd? Would you say this film is kid friendly? Because I'm not sure I would. I mean, <laughs> I uh, it's more it's more kid friendly than Freddy Krueger. Wait, I, I, I have a legitimate question. Instead of the this guy that we have, that's the villain, Russell Trash. Why isn't it Mister Sinister? I don't know. I don't know why it's not. I mean, like this whole movie would have made like imagine him doing exactly everything the same but in, as in a mr sinister costume i feel like we got that a reader mail amazing? that brought this up because this is a this is a dimly familiar to me somebody like basically saying they feel like this character essentially is mr sinister i feel like i don't know uh, though. he's not a mutant like, though he's not a mutant he's just a guy 
and i mean he's i mean russell this guy what's his name that plays him i don't even russell remember his name trash. matt frewer Dr. yeah, trash. yeah matt frewer. russell trash well i mean i think matt frewer wouldn't be a good mr sinister like doing it this way because it's just kind of like i think he could be good at it if he were directed well because if I, he were I've restrained seen him, yeah. I've seen maybe the second Black. half of the movie when he's like licking everybody there's like those scenes where he's like fucking like creeping on everybody and trying to fuck everybody in their dreams like okay. yeah so like is like he, okay is he in this first scene with the scientists i can't even yes. remember yes, anymore he is. Yeah, okay he's like, so i uh, all right all right so my first note after the pineal gland thing is all caps and it's just ah ha ha what is this ernie kovac shit <laughs> so like after the, <laughs> after the title card Todd sits back to explain being the joke. a mutant is illegal like that's yes, useful information yes, yes, i'm yes. glad that they do that they cut immediately to like god I th- it's clearly some medical facility device in the dark yes yeah. Every, like with a this whole movie is dark, green and blue right? lights. Don't forget about the green yeah. and blue lights. That those are on. The whole movie so. takes place in an arcade. Continue. <laughs> Basically, well, no. Okay, the green. The, okay, all right. So the rave lighting hasn't actually started yet. If the shot that I'm thinking of, okay, because it is one hyper white bright spotlight. Uh huh. On this chrome device, so there's like a bajillion candles of bloom. Yeah, right. It is like you're. Like, it is like looking into the sun. It's like it's very much. It's like open on this person's one man show that they're doing at a very small off Broadway theater. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I was. Th- I then they pull out, and then you see like the the weird like light. green and pink lighting, oh, and then there is um you can't see him yet, and you can't recognize him. <laughs> Because he's got a surgical mask on, yeah. but uh, Dr. Feelbad is right there. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> he's the first line of dialogue you hear. Yes. Actually. Eventually. I forget what he says, but all I know is he's like, he's got Something a mutant. creepy. Yeah, he's got like a mutant strapped to a table and says that they're going to just cut off his head and, or, you know. <laughs> okay. This mutant's power is so stupid, too. He's, he's got, like, a crab arm. He has a crab hand! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so at first I thought they were going to cut off the crab hand, but they're no, not. No, me too, but they're like, we just need to, like, get into the pineal gland by opening up your entire brain. Oh, yeah. Yes. But they have, a surgi- they have a surgical saw. Like, that is the thing that is... In- uh, this is the surgical saw they keep on turning on that I'm not even sure is even actually on. Like, you it's hear not, the noise I go mean, on, but it's point. just like, it's not spinning. It's just it's going, not, but it's but not it's moving. Like literally just a saw for like sewing wood because like later in the movie when he just has that drill and it's like blatantly just a drill, a drill? i thought yeah. that was really funny like, <laughs> yeah, like I the thought surgical that was a tools much. again this movie costs two dollars to make like it's for the record clear. when i when i googled the pineal gland you cannot it's it's not like on the outside of your brain right like it's like way the fuck in it, there <laughs> yeah it's it's deep in like you would have to really fuck up someone's brain to get to their right so like so. this is a this is a moment of real danger for this crab-handed mutant and so he's about to get attacked Luckily, he's about to like die but all of this is interrupted by because the emma one frost only, storms emma frost. in wearing a tiny lab coat that She's barely amazing. covers her every single outfit she wears in this everything film she is does in this movie is and amazing and that's pretty much yeah i know <laughs> Uh, and she's, she's she it. releases him. She starts screaming at Russell, but then like the government she shows up. Has storms powers. Well, we're not even there yet because then like the government, the, essentially right. what is the MRD before they invented the MRD and the X Men show right. up and they're like, oh, this is an illegal mute and we have to take him. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? He's been kidnapped. He's like, well, he's unregistered, so we have to take him away. And I was like, what the actual fuck is happening? Yeah. And then and then like the boss over there walks over to Russell. He goes, 
you're fired. And I was like, that's it? That's his punishment? Fucking kill this dude. Like, Emma's pissed. She has every right to be pissed here. Yeah. Uh, but this is when Emma, like, this is where I'm not sure what's happening because it's the only time we see Emma do this where she just mysteriously like blows wind around the room which i mean does she have telekinesis here all of a sudden that's what i, I think she think. never has it again i you know the only justification i come up come up with which i invented in my own head was that this was just an illusion that's that what she i thought too in their minds that's what i thought too she was it's making she was trying to seem intimidating yes so yeah like, so i think it was an illusion let's just assume that's true because the movie doesn't deny that ever address this ever address again yeah, so we just assume back. that she created an illusion in their minds that they were suddenly being knocked over by a bunch of wind and that's how she gets out of there and saves right. this and then Emma, question like, points, mark and cuts away they don't even like wait, really wait, wait, but show I love you. that part before she leaves where Emma just points at Russell and then leaves yeah well so they know each other I mean all of this is revealed later well yeah but, but I like that like, she points at Emma she's like I'm gonna come and fucking kill you dude yeah just you I, wait okay Pulp Fiction had already happened at this point, so I really wanted her to walk away, like, making a V with her fingers. <laughs> I like, pointing at her eyes, pointing at his eyes, yeah, pointing at her eyes, she... pointing at his eyes. It's she like that meme from Legend that. of Korra, where everybody is just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which Legend like, of Korra I'm is watching basically you. copying yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we get that title card again, Generation X, right? Mm-hmm. And then... And then it says five years later, and we go to... I don't even know where the fuck we are, because it's this Hispanic family that's living in, like, the most white bread neighborhood I've ever seen. Okay, but they're also not, because he... Angelo describes, like, growing up with gang violence all around him. But and, they're, like, surrounded by, like, oh, beautiful houses and white Ryan, picket fences. There's, like, a white... two dollars. This is where the <laughs> filmmakers grew up, and they just filmed it in their own that is, home. That is just his mom's house, <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like, literally... somebody's outside watering the garden. Garden. they didn't even know they were filming that day and he you was know. like no mom this is the fucking projects okay i need you to not water the garden today i need you to <laughs> okay but you know honey we don't have doors here <laughs> okay but that is like <laughs> what maddie and i did in our teens is that we yeah, tell that- like maddie's mom not to do things because we were going to film something in the backyard that's what it is it reminded me so much of that i know they actually had more than two dollars filming this movie but it they, yeah, yeah anyway, they had so like they, 20. Angela's growing up in a freaking beautiful suburb, but also he's <laughs> extremely put upon and, and so poor and just can barely make it out of there. So he's leaving. He's going to go to Xavier's school. Yeah, but and his whole family is like, oh, yeah, you, we want you to go. They're very supportive of him, which is not what I expected so at all. this is like, okay, <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> Okay. Go on. Okay. This is like the beginning of the writers who've clearly never met a Latino person <laughs> and are just kind of imagining what that would be like, which is, I'm assuming, why he says goodbye to, I lost count. I want to say 50 people. Yeah. 60. Like his family is, again, this like weird stereotype. Yeah. That's like there's a thousand people living in this house. Yeah. Family all living in a house that, for the record, has Uh. one floor and like six windows. Mm -hmm. So. There's bunk beds in the closet, okay? Yeah, so the, Augustin Rodriguez is the actor. I mean, like, he he is made to say so many Spanish words inserted into oh his otherwise English yeah. lines. But this is this is how the it comic books were, too, though. It is. So, like, I was rereading Generation X before I recorded this, and, like, that is also what he does in the comic. Also in the yeah. comic, he's green-ish. He's kind of green looking. Yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't. He looks, I think they go he, from green to sort of gray. Like an, 
Yeah, yeah, and he has sort of like an ape-like design, which I was kind of glad they didn't do that in the movie because I was like, <laughs> this is not great. That would have been, been a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so in the movie, he's just a guy. <laughs> he's they they, they kind of change it over time. So anyway, as he's, as he's being driven away to Xavier's school for the gifted, his sister is like running along beside the car and she grabs his hand and, and pulls on it and stops. <laughs> the car keeps <laughs> <laughs> and his little sister just won't let go of his hand and like seems to think it's deeply funny as it's revealed that he has these stretch powers which hurt him to use so he's like <laughs> screaming in pain that she's stretching his arm out but like, also why is it the driver stopping i don't know like why they're in that either. big of a hurry that they're just like nope we gotta keep going and if, then if the mom runs up to the little sister and she's like can you fucking stop <laughs> sister <laughs> like laughs and she's like okay and let's go she's, over brother's she's genuinely scared i don't think the neighbors know right yeah right and it's illegal it's illegal to be a mutant so right right this is and bad. the look the look on the sister's face as she's holding his hand by the way is sinister as yeah, shit she's like smiling. <laughs> like, she looks creepy she's, in this whole fucking movie she's creepy and like massively sadistic yeah i don't know why she does this i do, i truly don't know i mean other than that the movie was like well we need to explain what his power is somehow and this is so let's just stretch him real any. quick in this one scene here yeah uh, i think so the next scene is a fan we get introduced to a fancy lab where we meet russell again and now he's working for some big company doing their marketing designing like mind control shit yeah this is where i was like is he supposed to be arcade but i don't think he is like he's you know kind of a combination eh. of a few different concepts yeah. as far as super villains go but yeah, so Russell Tresh has basically developed um, brainwashing technology that like works like subliminal messages, which like, wow, remember the 90s when we were all worried about subliminal messages constantly? Josie and the Pussycats, great That's the big bad in this, subliminal messaging. Yeah. Which they dump into this movie all over the place, by the way, like with Virtua Fighter and stuff that's like, play more. And okay, it's like, like they, do they actually have a partnership <laughs> with Virtua Fighter? Because they mention that game a lot. Like, I, I know. I literally have the line, do you think Sega okayed that Virtua Fighter ref? And then... One scene later, and then there's Virtua there Fighter. There it is. On Jubilee's Q. playing Virtua Fighter or whatever. Yeah, I think, that's I think what she's playing, Sega right? somehow sponsored this. I they don't know. They must have because it's the only real product that they mention. Like the other yeah, products okay. that he's advertising are not real, <laughs> well, and then randomly this, like, Virtua weird, Fighters in there. This weird fuck off neon lipstick. Okay, which wait. Is, was called like sweet lips or yeah. something like that i yeah. mean it doesn't even like have a taste or anything okay but you know what to be fair todd that is the stupid shit that people would have actually bought in the 90s yeah, oh, yeah you no. think i wasn't buying neon lipstick come on i totally like, seriously you would have oh god what was the name of that store that was always in the mall Claire's. and had no wait yes spencer's but that's not the one i'm thinking of it's It'll the one that always had like nerd shirts and there was always like a well the there's Tesla hot topic <laughs> hot topic that's what i was thinking oh of. wow yeah. hot i was screaming spencers later, but yeah doesn't matter there were plenty of places to buy neon lipstick. so okay can we talk about this arcade though like yes. it's a gay club right yeah so it's not <laughs> it's like all, it's it like I, I mean i would love to go to this arcade because <laughs> it's like it's an arcade where like apparently only punks hang out and people that are like raving and like grinding on each other in the background and putting on like rave lipstick and like is what exactly is this what arcades were like in 1996 just cool, <laughs> cool kids hanging out so jubilee's at the arcade is russell trash like actually walking around the arcade he is he's I just he's randomly there in the room so, well but i think i think his company is part of like i owns that arcade or something or well they clearly they clearly market 
Virtual Fighter. Yes. Because but who, what I, is I this company? Is my company. question. Is I don't know it? what the company is. Company. It must be okay. an advertising company. And so I guess it's also worth noting that this isn't just like this is like beyond science fiction subliminal messages. Like these are this is basically brainwashing. And the way that he has the ability to do this is that he can like control people's subconscious and dreams because of this technology that was introduced in like scene one. Not really. Well, apparently he needs a mutant in order to do it though. I don't yeah, really know. He doesn't. I well, don't no, remember what order all of this is explained and it's explained very poorly so i'm just going to explain it now but basically this guy can like tap into people's subconsciouses and that's all you really need to know he can literally like show up in your dreams yes. and tell you to do stuff and then you wake up and just do it right yeah so that's that's that's, that's, that's the kind of super villain that we're dealing with here right so jubilee we meet jubilee she's wearing the yellow jacket she's playing a video game it's it's the jubilee we know and love except she's a white girl so yeah. she's <laughs> and some she's kid playing. runs up right and it's like are you really gonna take off and she's like oh Oh, yeah. Freedom rocks. Home sucks. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, mean, it is... I think that's the first time you get to see Jubilee be Jubilee because she's always running away. And I I liked her intonation. Like, it reminded me of the animated series the same way the voice actress delivers her lines there. Like, I feel like... I don't know... It it did feel like Jubilee to me, except that it's a white girl. So she's playing. I think she's playing Virtua Fighter, right? She is playing Virtua she Fighter. Is playing her Virtua friend Fighter, is yeah. like, "Are you really going to keep playing that game?" And she's like, "Yeah, I love it." And she's like, clearly brainwashed by it. And then you see uh, Doctor Russell Tresh's face appear on the screen and like yeah. order her to keep playing. And then, but somehow... like, it clearly freaks her out because like, I mean, I love the way they animate this. By the way, it's just a sense like showing up and like, like he was on a green screen. <laughs> Like he's at a green screen wearing like a green yeah. hoodie and it's just like his cutout face like pasted into the game. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of Ju- like I green Jubilee's screen face shit. Is great. She looks around. She's like, what the fuck was that? I mean, yes. it's yes. enough to distress her to the point where her fucking powers start going yeah, off, so right? She, she starts shooting fireworks into the machine. See, I thought she, I thought it was like a, the who's Tommy situation right where like she was she was in the zone in the game yeah, and it's was not getting entirely so much clear. ass that she was like i think it's explained later much later in the film where dr tresh comes to jubilee and is or whatever refers to jubilee and is like mutants can see through the subliminal messaging like they have the ability to do this and that's like part of why he gets so fascinated with jubilee later and like wants oh to yeah because he, well, he's standing there right now like kind of jerking off looking her. at her so i mean and yeah he's fascinated with her because of her powers and also because he's a fucking sexual deviant he is. I mean, he out. really he is. Be a pedophile, <laughs> and by maybe, I mean definitely, definitely is a pedophile. Definitely. Like literally, there, he does not hit on it. Well, no, there's a when he's hitting on his boss. No, he just wants to murder the adults. That's all he wants to do with that. He definitely is into controlling people and making them do things against their will. Yeah, and also that is he's into up. young girls. But anyway, right. he's fascinated by Jubilee. I think that even though the scene is set up poorly, we are supposed to believe that Jubilee realizes she's being mind wiped or whatever, and starts using her powers to get out of it possibly as just like a stress response as opposed to an intentional right because i mean one. like if you're if your brain well here's the thing is that i jubilee is more fascinating and they talk about this in the film because she actually does have some psychic abilities so she's like what the fuck so her brain must be like all over the place at this point right but also like i think every mutant in this in this entire story has psychic abilities because they all take emma's class together they all can use the dream thing if they wanted to so like you just have to assume every single person is a latent psychic that it's a thing that you could learn yeah it makes more sense to if emma was just connecting them all and she's like it was just me guys you all saw 
fuck you don't have no, powers you know it doesn't really work with, with like the grander x-men canon but like as far as this particular movie's canon goes they just all have latent psychic powers and that's just part of it or at least yes. that's what i accepted in order for the film to make any fucking sense well, same. so uh, also speaking of emma frost right because that's that's because we have a split second here where cerebro goes off the big massive computer that says literally says <laughs> you know, i'm cerebro, cerebro. computer <laughs> yeah and yep. like it says this is cerebro i don't know and then it goes to emma's room where she's like in sleeping in her little white Gorgeous lingerie nightgown. loved it wanted it for my very own this nightgown white nightgown has a built-in push-up bra that's part of the silk nightgown it looks perfect it looks like she ironed it right before she got in bed she's, yeah, she's like great. her whole room is just white silk there isn't this anything else set is directly out of the video for total eclipse of the heart yes. oh i was gonna say um <laughs> laura brennigan's uh what what the fuck's the name of that song self-control it looks yeah, like that too there's a lot mm. of that energy as well like there's there is a four poster bed yeah yeah complete with silk hangings everything and i do mean everything, everything is white <laughs> and everything is covered everything. in silk there's also nothing else in the room except blankets everywhere which just I mean, the bed well, i mean which like, says everything about emma either you, you have know? sex with emma frost or you let emma frost fucking sleep those are the two things that happen <laughs> in this room so like my note for this was did she fall asleep in a music video like what and yes. she starts getting up what she's happened? like so the night you know just like whatever uh, anyway <laughs> so she walks over to cerebro and she's like mutant alarm and like i know there is a mutant alarm and she sees this as jubilee and then and that's the oh wait i guess i i skipped the part where like the guards or yeah, well, so, I don't even know who the fuck they are. Is that the cops, security, or whatever? I think that it's the I'm cops pretty sure it's the cops. Government officials who immediately capture Jubilee. Like it's like they're just. I guess we live in a police state in this world, so there's just cops everywhere who can instantly kidnap mutants, and that's fine. That's just the world that this this movie takes place in, which is pretty yeah. scary. So they're kidnapping Jubilee, arresting her, and, and now Jubilee's in jail. And her mom's like demanding. She's like, "Why didn't you tell me you were a mutant?" And yeah, like, it's and sad. Like, and Jubilee's like, "I was just scared. I wasn't trying to hurt him." But she's like, "You shot fire at the guards." And Jubilee's like, "I didn't know." Which I mean, <laughs> you were gay in public. I, I wasn't trying. I, I know, pretty much. I mean, that that is a heavy undertone in this whole movie because they like literally straight up are later are like, "Remember how the gays were here with the AIDS crisis? We don't yeah, want they that again." Yeah. The AIDS crisis like, at I one was like, point. Wow. I mean, By name. Yeah. Oh god, it was the worst. That really is. <laughs> bad you know <laughs> that is really bad uh anyway yeah, so they're, Jubilee's they're, like, they're doing all the same political metaphors that we're used to the animated series doing here yeah so, well, i think i think they they're doing like half time the gay metaphor and then half time actually an immigration metaphor yeah, yeah i agree sort with of that an immigration metaphor sort of like a internment camps metaphor like they're they're yeah. doing a few different things it's like here. it's all over the place they're like let's see how many minorities we can fit <laughs> into one film without <laughs> having them be played by minorities <laughs> Anyway, a couple of them are. <laughs> <laughs> they say essay. Anyway, yeah. so her mom uh, is angry, but also worried for her kid. And so then she, the mom, circles back to talk to the police officer again. And the police officer is basically like, "Yeah, so we have to send your kid to a concentration camp because her existence is against the law." And the mom is just like, "What the fuck?" She's she starts doing the whole. She's an American. She has rights. And the police officer is like, "Actually, she doesn't have rights. Turns out legally, she yeah, has no I mean, rights at all." He just says it. Yeah, yeah he's just, just like. 
turns like, out yeah, your kid no, she is actually not actually. a person. She's not a human being, so she doesn't have any rights. And the She's mom just has nothing she can say to that, which is like sad. So anyway, Emma shows up at one point. I don't remember what order this all happens. No, okay, in. hold on. You, you skip okay. like five scenes, Maddie. <laughs> Guys, you got to help me out here. We skipped a very important <laughs> bit of the first time Banshee. Sean Cassidy. Yes. Okay, yeah. okay, so like, Emma goes into Sean's room. Sean Sean's Cassidy's room, by the room. way, is like a castle, and he's like sleeping by the fireplace naked. That's yeah, what he's that's doing. That's not true, but let's imagine it's true. So, well, he's definitely shirtless. But anyway, so this is the, the start of when we were like, okay, Emma and Banshee are just going to be fantastic in this film because they're just going to banter with. I don't know. Also, if, they're fucking. They're clearly fucking. Yes, I know. But they have like, separate bedrooms because they also get into fights all the time, and they have right, a real, exactly. Like, well, the kids can't know that they're dynamic. fucking. Well, I always wonder if they were fucking in the comic books too honestly because i was like this seems they like do strange not, they don't start don't out with that energy in the comics because like at least the ones i read banshee's still obsessed with moira mctaggart so he's still like pining after fucking her moira oh my yeah, god she's not a part of this they movie. didn't really get along at the beginning of generation x to the best of my knowledge because they had it's like a very exaggerated version of this the conflict they have in this movie yeah right, right, where, like right. they have two very different styles and you know, important thing that actually comes up later in this movie that I thought was cool when they did that is that Emma and Generation X is coming off of the Hellions. Yeah, yes. I'm glad mutants, that they put that in here. All being gone. And like, she's clearly traumatized and blames herself for a whole bunch of teenagers that were under her yeah. tutelage dying. Yeah. Right. So like, it's it makes sense that she's naturally conservative. And also very and aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. But so all of that is not yet introduced here. So instead, we just have the push and pull. <laughs> so, so we have like this sexy scene where Emma walks in her little night guy. And she's like, wake up, lover. I'm even better in real life. And Benji, does anyone Benji's even like, want to try to? What the fuck? Like, no, he's, he's I'm like, not I told doing the Irish accent. Well, no, neither am I. Yeah, <laughs> this, this, movie, this movie is extreme. This scene was really sexy up until Sean opens his mouth. I know. He's like, I told you. All that. And he's just like, faith and bagora. What are you doing in my bedroom, Emma? <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. I, I cannot do 90 minutes of Banshee sounding like the Lucky yeah, Charms. That was it. That was all you just get. can't. Yeah, He's not like the fucking Lucky Charms. What's his name? Lucky, right? Yeah, this is just Lucky. He's after me, Lucky Mutants. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, I think later he's like, he's like, all right, you harpies. And I was like, all right. <laughs> anyway, if you have not gathered so, it. Sean's Irish accent is, is bad. Amazingly bad. It is so fake. It is the worst. It's pretty yeah. bad. So Emma also has a British accent as well. well which but that's, is that's canon at least. At least really subtle. Like the actress is, is doing sort of a subtle British accent. And at least Emma is supposed to have a bad British accent in canon. <laughs> so that works in so her favor. So that makes sense. So wait. So wait. Banshee says, I told you what would happen if you ever invaded my mind. And Emma goes, if I invaded your mind, you'd never wake up. I could do this all night, but we've got business. And so yep. she tells her she tells her that they've discovered Jubilee, the mutant alarm went off. And so she's like, we gotta get dressed. And Banshee's like, I'll be ready by the time you're dressed. And she goes, oh, I'm dressed. And she snaps her nightgown strap and leaves. And I was I like... It's like, wow. Oh, so Emma's just going to wear her nightgown out. And right, be like, and what? after that, like, incredibly sexy scene, that's when it Which cuts Which sounds to- like a joke. 
no, but she doesn't. That's she what doesn't, happens. Except don't worry, she also puts on a coat and like thigh yeah, high, she puts a trench coat shiny over... silver white boots. Yeah, she I looks know. incredible. But you know what's She's great perfect. is we're going from this scene where it's so flirtatious and sexy. The next scene, it's like we're gonna throw your child into a concentration camp and kill her because yeah. she didn't admit that she was a mutant. And she's her mom's like, we're gonna register. She did admit it. it doesn't even matter. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay, yeah. but you know what's crazy here? It's like, well, this isn't crazy, but the, her mom's like, we're gonna register her because we just found out and the dude's like okay like she clearly knows how to use her powers so this is not like a first offense like she's been doing this for a while right but which is which is honestly that that actually that's like kind of the gay metaphor right there right like a little bit it's like (laughs) it's like okay no your kid has been already it's like you're, you didn't just like trip and fall on that dick. Yeah, you knew right. I was like, your son's been fucking dudes for a while. You're just aware of it now. But it's the '90s, and they're like, "Oh, but we can't say anything bad about the gays. But we have to be supportive." Well, he makes, but she's like, "It was we didn't." She's the mom says we didn't know, and he's like, "These sort of things don't just happen." Yeah, now. yeah. Which, yeah. Like fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They do. And it's, I think it's supposed to make you feel that way, Todd. Yeah. So you yeah, can I fight with so that too. guy. Mission successful. It completely did. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So but then she leaves the court, which is clearly in front of a museum. Like yeah. I'm not wrong about that, right? Like, or like the jail or whatever the fuck this building so, is. Okay. No, I know because like she goes outside. It's lit up by like those lights that are like on a museum outside of the museum to make it look cool and yeah, artsy. So that's what kills me. Like this is the beginning of the rave lighting. <laughs> this like, is the beginning I thought yeah, it already happened it's already been happening well okay it's really excessive in the scene where she's on the courthouse steps right like because uh, look so it's got like these I don't know which I was about to say Corinthian pillars and I'm like Dorian Ionic I don't remember <laughs> Greek style pillars on the outside, right? Like it's one of those very typical yeah, municipal like, buildings that just... looks like a Greek temple. Yep. Uh, between every pillar is a green spotlight. Green. <laughs> yeah. And I mean green, like toad come green. Yep. Toad green. <laughs> green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I listen to this show. I know what you're talking about. So, like, <laughs> that, so that happens. And then like on the stairs that her mother is walking down, there's like purple light yeah. going up the stairs because what you want to do with things that people are going to walk on is shine a big fucking purple light on them. <laughs> well, Just, especially when they're walking down the stairs and they can't see because there's a purple light in their like, face. Is this New York Fashion Week? I don't like, know how anyone saw anything in this entire film. Like, I don't know how the actors could even see each other based on the lighting. <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah, because the rooms are just dark and it's like blue and green lights everywhere. Sometimes there's some yeah, red. There's no, there's no key light. There's no fill light. You can barely it's see anything lights. that you, you're even looking at so so the mother meets emma frost and banshee on the steps is that the scene that we're in now and yes yes banshee and emma <laughs> just give a real hard pitch dude They're this is like, this is this is so funny we we heard you know your kid is about to be taken to a concentration camp but what if you send her to a little private school we have xavier school for gifted youngsters i mean i hope see but like i hope they're they're more blatant about what they're doing like banshee banshee is later so instead he just i can imagine banshee watching it up and be like instead of sending your child to a concentration camp what if you train her to be a child soldier yeah. instead? So like that is <laughs> like, technically what their quote unquote school actually does. Like they don't even try to pretend they're teaching these kids. No, because they don't because then, then then and then her mom is like, 
that's what you're here to here for to pitch me for an expensive school yeah and this is what advantage is like we can offer your daughter an alternative to a mutant camp and mrs lee is like and what a strippers club and emma just growls at her which is really <laughs> funny <laughs> and bitch is like don't not. engage <laughs> like <laughs> and that's when and that's when mrs lee's like so this is a sales pitch for an expensive boarding school and that's what i didn't love this because emma turns around she's like loudly and slowly is like we told you it is a school for <laughs> mutants, dumbass. Would you like us to help? And, she, and then Banshee like steps in front of her again. Is like, actually, it's just a normal school. Calm down. <laughs> and Emma looks so mad. It's, it's I mean, it's actually a good. I like this this dynamic between the two of them. So yeah, I, I, I appreciate that Emma is just completely out of patience for humans at this point. I, I mean, I, they did Emma Frost very well in this film and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, so uh, the mom does agree in the end. Yeah. And they go inside the police station. And they have more witty banter where Emma's just like, well, no, you, okay. what do we call it? You witty? Can't, <laughs> you can't, you cannot skip over. You cannot skip over this line. Oh, wait, which I line? I refuse to let the you skip over the where line Emma where Emma and Banshee brainwash the security guard at the oh, desk. Oh, no, I'm not there and yet. Introduce themselves as, yeah, no, it's no, the next the, thing. But they have banter walking up to that that I'm thinking about where she oh compares <laughs> Banshee to a dog. Yes. Oh, right, that's right. And he's just like, you'd never get to control me. And she just goes, I know, I know. Well, because she says something like, I could have you fetching frisbees like you're chasing the train. And Sean's like, M, I've seen you with action, so I know you're good at what you do, but I would stick to manipulating weaker minds to keep your record perfect. And that's when she whistles and clicks her like at him like she's a dog you know i fucking yeah. love it it's good it but then good. that's, that's in my your... head i'm like isn't that the noise you make for a horse though or not... a cat yeah i know yeah. <laughs> so anyway that's when you get your line that you're talking about yeah the weaker mind that she manipulates next is the guard at the desk who she convinces him that their names are officers hootie, officers and, blowfish hootie and blowfish because it's 1996 there's and... a lot of that in here like the thing with like the eddies and the Edie monster at the end which was actually kind of funny yeah but... yeah i didn't mind it um so that works he's fooled he takes them in and they put handcuffs Sean has that line where he goes like you know em this one reminds me of your last boyfriend and emma's like all men have the tendency to do what I want. And I was like, (laughs) thank God. They like, she's just being so Emma Frost. It's amazing. Yeah. So instead of putting actual handcuffs on Jubilee, they just put like a bracelet bracelet. on her. A bracelet. Like a chunky, again, directly from those stores in the mall. Yes. Claire's. They got a bracelet of Claire's. But it just sounds like a handcuff. And so it like tricks the guard who visually is seeing a handcuff. And Jubilee can see through it and is like looking at them like, what the fuck is going on? So, (laughs) They get outside of the courthouse and Jubilee's like, all right, bye. I'm going to fucking go. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And Emma's like, no, No. you're coming with us. And Jubilee's like, listen, I'm a bad girl with some badass power, so back off. And Emma's just like, she's slightly telepathic and she could shoot fireworks out of her fingers. And Banshee turns around and she goes, that's right, we're mutants too. Which is funny because up to that point, there was really no way for Jubilee to know. Yeah, there's no other way they could have done this. But Banshee's like, that's right, we're mutants, peace sign. You know, like... I want an animated this version of the, this. Secrets revealed or mutants. This is the scene. We remember on Slack, I was like, uh, Jubilee's actual age, 16. Jubilee's age as demonstrated yeah. by her dialogue in the scene, 36. Yeah. Like, she... Her dialogue is bad. It's really bad. In this scene. Like, it's written extremely... It's very... 
it's very early life is strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Where it's like an adult attempting to write how a teen talks and completely and utterly failing at it. That yeah, is it is. the whole movie is, is teenagers but it's really talking bad like the 36-year-olds who wrote this script and we're like, I don't know, is this how teens in the 90s talk? So <laughs> is Angelo already there in the car? No, or is that so they're, they're in the car now and they're explaining to Jubilee that they're going to train her to be a superhero. Jubilee's like, can I get one of those stupid outfits? And I was like, yes, when you're... A- like willing to graduate right. yeah. whatever but then they pick up angelo by the way he's at the bus station and i have a question do you guys think angelo is also fucking creepy as hell throughout this whole movie he is a pretty bit. creepy i was kind of sad about how they portray him that way like with the girl that he's interested in yeah he's like stalking all the I girls in this like movie that. and then she, yeah. well we'll get like, to it like, as we get to fan. it i mean i know angelo i also want to mention while they're in the car, there's a moment where Sean is looking at, directly at Emma's tits and goes, "We try to keep a low profile." <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't even notice that. That's that amazing. Funny. Like there, and are... he's driving. Like I just want to point that out. He's also <laughs> driving when he does that. <laughs> this is like a horny version of Banshee, and I'm kind of into it a little bit. It's great. <laughs> I love the except for his accent. I actually love everything about Banshee. In this uh, movie. Me, too. me too. Me too. I was willing to get over the accent, and I also thought the actor was like doing a pretty good job with what he had like he's funny and like you know quick on the uptake i i enjoyed yeah, it his delivery is good it's just his accent is bad painful i mean like yeah it's really bad do an irish accent i wish they, sh- they should have just not had him have an I think, accent. but i think it was the 90s and this is when they were like well we're just gonna do everything to the extreme like I mean, this I think is it's just that, but also in the comics banshee's accent is written out that way so like oh, I think it's, it's like it's like basing like, it on the comics it's like right it's like ridiculous. when you try to read anything like gambit also yes, so it's the same as that and they write Mario McTaggart the same way like, right it's dude just we just so... had this problem because we recorded a new episode of Warcraft Valley right and one of the Katie's like I can't read this paragraph that I wrote because she tried writing it in the style that of Gambit Gambit speaks yeah. and I was I tried reading it but it was impossible and I was like this is not how people talk so I mean if if in a comic though like if you want to make someone's verbal tick a thing that you can figure out, right? Like, if you want to make it very clear that Sean has a very thick Irish accent, the only way that you can make it clear in just text is to... To write it out. Hyper-exaggerate it yeah, that way. Yeah, no, you're right. right. Like, as opposed to when you're delivering a line it's, yeah. <laughs> verbally, it's not... Right. Really necessary to go maximum leprechaun every time you open your mouth. <laughs> well, that is precisely what this actor did. So they yeah. pick up Angelo at the bus station. They check each other out. Angelo and Jubilee have this like brief moment of sexual tension, which I was like, okay, are the two of them going to end up together? And they don't. It's just Angelo checking her out for really no reason. <laughs> well, but I, I the comic okay. books, they do. So, okay, this is also but why people movie, think Jubilee's gay. A lot of people think Jubilee is gay because in canonically she's only like been with Angelo, right? Which right. they didn't even like fuck because like it's, it was movie. very much like this relationship you see here. And then the other thing was recent was when she kissed Chamber on the lips, but Chamber you can't kiss. So everyone's like, okay, is Jubilee gay? Like just like let that yeah, be. Yeah, and I've also heard that like Jubilee's asexual headcanon, which I think is cool too and like i started yeah. to see that for the character as well i'd buy ace jubilee especially because she eventually ends up being a vampire right so i don't know i 
I kind of get it. And even this character, this version of Jubilee in the movie kind of reads as more asexual to me. Like, Angela Same. seems pretty into her, but she's but not she that doesn't into seem him. interested to him. Or she doesn't seem interested in Harley later when she sees her, like, taking her shirt off. She's just kind of like, oh, what's up? You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that when we get there, I though. I that scene. That that's, like, that's a whole thing. So they meet. But then then we get interspersed where we have to go back to fucking Russell again, which this is how it's going to go oh. throughout the whole movie. Okay. Uh, these were the scenes that I really struggled with, guys. Yeah, I mean, like, I'll, I'll, I wrote down notes so we could just fly through because nobody okay. actually cares about him. Yada yada, dream dimension. Yada yada, advertising. Yada yada, wacky. Basically, now he's talking to his boss, being like, "I found a mutant brain. It's a level three mutant, but we don't know what that means because it's not but explained." Mutant levels. They're to come actually back never going to explain it in I this know. movie. And then Russell Russell explains that he had been working in the program before that that Emma Frost had come in and was speaking and teaching them about the, right, the dream so world and psychic powers. And Emma knew each other and they were yeah, together. Yeah, that they both had built this like dream machine or whatever. She had built it and that he had somehow got the blueprints of it and he wanted to do that. And so he's telling his boss, he's like, so I want to use this to get into people's brains to do subliminal messaging and try to like make people buy things that that's what he wants to pre- present at the next conference meeting. And mm-hmm. the guy's like, no, let's stick to the plan because this is fucking crazy. And that's the end of that scene. Like, I think, oh, I- no, no, actually, I think you got that backwards. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> the guy's name is Billy. And I only know this because Dr. Feelbad keeps giving him like 72 variations on. Oh yeah. Billy. yeah he's like, he's like Billy, Billy buddy, Billy Bob, you know, I, that's <laughs> like, right. Every two sentences. So he completely unnecessary. is the boss, the one who's so, like, yes, let's make the dream machine. And no, and- well, no. So, uh, Dr. Feelbad's plan is he wants to get a mutant brain because if he has a mutant brain and the, the cells from a mutant brain, he can make it so that yeah, okay. the dream machine lets anyone, like, Controls you can literally anyone. walk onto the astral plane. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, right now, he just kind of shows up in their dreams. He's like, but I could physically go right. to the astral plane if I had a mutant to finish this research. And the advertising company guy is like, uh, let's not bring up the real bonkers banana theory at the shareholder <laughs> meeting. How about we stick with the thing that helps us just create ads? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like this is the first. This is the first instance we really get where like it's clear that the advertising guy uh, had, does not realize just what he's on board for. I feel like on some level he does. Like I, I didn't hate the actor's portrayal, the Billy guy or whatever his name yeah, is, yeah. where he constantly looks kind of freaked out by what's happening, but he's also yeah. like, I guess I want money, but I clearly have no control over this scientist anymore. Like, it's corny, but I, I kind of liked his delivery of those lines. And you know what the fucked up thing about this movie is? The capitalists in this movie are ethical. Yeah. Well, that's like the twist it's ending. so <laughs> fucked. And that's how you know it's, it's fiction, like the by end the way. Of the movie is the capitalists being like, this is a little too far. And I was like, yeah, yeah they wouldn't I do that. We're not okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's way, way, way at the end. For now, the guy, the capitalist guy is kind of like, yeah, let's use this thing for, for ad sales, but also like maybe cool it on kidnapping mutants and cutting their heads off, but also like maybe yeah, don't exactly. cool it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're right you're you're right tied i did i did explain that backwards you're right <laughs> it's fine uh who who can who can even fucking keep track of this scene so like it's I, hard there's to so many of them your... there's too many scenes that are too similar to each other with it's russell that, that it's... and then also just the the doctor keeps fucking talking and saying nothing and it's like it goes on yeah. and on and you can't it's so slippery like you can't even hold on to what he's saying he has this kind of like freakazoid max headroom energy where he's like talking really fast and like you don't know what the fuck is going on 
fun and I don't know. I yeah. would get bored when he was talking. And they're all up. just exposition. Yes. Like every one of those and things so is much him exposition. being a cartoon sitting in a chair. Yeah. Like he's always just sitting in a chair looking at the camera. Yeah. And then you get occasional two shots of looking at whoever he's talking to being like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, which yeah, I enjoyed those cutaways, but you don't really need to know that much information about how it works. Like, they over-explain really the fuck out of it. But the thing is that they were like, were they going to make him like a long-term villain? These are questions we'll never know the answer to. Because right, so I guess, I mean, I can't remember if we said this at the beginning, but this was originally conceived of as a TV pilot that would be followed by episodes right. of TV. And then later, they just ended up making it a standalone TV film. It's an hour and a half long. Like, so. really, was, like, was the generation... <laughs> okay, so I think... Okay, so in the original... Generation X run that you're reading now isn't like the original vill- villain emplate that has similar yes. situ- like a similar power, but they also like, didn't Cordelia do that. Frost, Emma's sister, is in it. Yeah, and um, Shinobi. Uh, Shaw? Shinobi Shaw. Shinobi Shaw. Yeah, it's like everyone's children. Yeah, basically. So, well, because it's supposed to be like teenagers. So it's like suddenly Emma Frost has a younger sister who's 17 years old and like she's yeah. going to be in this. Like that. <laughs> right. And I who's know. basically just tiny Emma. Yeah, she anyway, is. Yeah. So. And this was, the, this was these Generation X comics where I believe the first comics where they introduced Cordelia. So it's like, it's very much like let's invent a bunch of new 16 and 17 year olds for every kid today to get obsessed with. And like that includes villains and that includes heroes. So that's what these were supposed to be. Anyway, Anyway, so uh, Jubilee wakes up in the car drooling the shit all over Angelo, and Angelo's like kind of into it. <laughs> I don't. What even happened in that? I they, scene? they like she gave him a blowjob apparently, and like Emma. I, no, she and did. Emma, okay, but here's the problem. Like, I can imagine Emma and Sean being in the front, looking in the back, seeing that, and going. I could see like Banshee kind of turning to like Emma wiggling his eyebrows like hey you want to give me some head and it's like Emma's like no I, I'm in charge here <laughs> you haven't deserved it yet today <laughs> you haven't you're, yeah. it's not time for your punishment yet today <laughs> she screams out a lot in this movie she's like is this how we're punishing <laughs> Emma, people Emma gives Sean Roadhead everyone dies because he <laughs> takes the car oh, I thought off gonna the say, side I thought you were going to say that he, like, when he orgasms him he just screams and it blows oh, up the scar that too <laughs> Everyone does die. Sean blows up car. Everyone dies. Uh, Movie over at the twenty-five minute mark. He's gonna be like that bad Irish accent. He's like, oh, oh, ah, you know, like. Why are we doing this? <laughs> anyway, so they show up to the Halley Castle, also known as Xavier's Mansion. This is when I looked it up and was like, wait a second, is this this exact same castle from the movies, the Fox films? It and is. it is. Uh, <laughs> and they go inside and they go to the cerebral room, which is just a big computer lining the entire room. Yep. And they're like, we need to, we need this giant computer to do a retinal scan. Yes. So, okay, this scene is kind of fucked up. I don't know right, why you do I agree. This. So they're like just joking, like, like okay, so go get naked over here because we they have to do a full body scan clothes off in Why? front of angelo and angelo's like sitting there smiling and it was like emma's like you're next handsome and i'm like what's <laughs> happening i don't like it and it was also and, like and not she was like wildly uncomfortable like i think it's supposed to make you feel girl. uncomfortable and yeah. she doesn't like yeah, know these it's... fucking people i thought it was weird and i i guess they're supposed to just be introducing the concept of how dark and edgy this is going to be for them because like okay soon, like i like how this is what they introduces the dark edgy scene not when like Jubilee taking your shirt off yeah no apparently. like halfway through the movie it just takes a really dark turn and it's like let's just make this straight up about I like mean, rape as, and pedophilia and we're like as you pointed out right 
it is pretty dark from the get-go. Like, the kid is going to be sent into a... Con- the kid is going to be killed in the first scene. Jubilee is going to be sent to a concentration camp because she's illegal to exist. And then now, even the people who've saved her are still going to train her to be a child soldier. So it's not like she's totally out of the woods on this. Like, it's basically like you have to either kill or be killed. It's, that's that's what it's like to be a mutant in, in this world. So that's sad. So anyway, yeah. Jubilee takes her shirt off. I don't even know what Emma does. Do they, like... She, like, she puts some she type puts of some, weird like, goo gel on her. On her I, uh, she it looks like she's uh, applying the gel that you would use to put EKG monitor pads. Yeah, yeah that was that's what I, what I thought. I think. But then they don't put anything on her after. But she doesn't actually do it. They're like, they're just here. You go. Now you're <laughs> they naked. Couldn't, they couldn't afford a, a fake EKG monitor. Miss <laughs> Frost, what are you doing? Oh, I'm brushing you with butter. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta summon Betty Spaghetti real she quick just here. Puts a little lube all over Jubilee's boobs. It's weird. It's like a weird thing. Children are sexualized a lot in right. this film. But then they go for yeah. that. It also, mm. it's like nighttime, right? But then they walk yeah, well, outside okay, after that. The rave lighting continues. There's and then it goes rave- Outside, it's like the middle of the day and yeah. everybody's outside playing football we have yeah. monet who's also known as m and she's pretty spot on we have mondo who okay well i they're gonna explain the, the powers, powers as we here are. that he had in the comics mondo so does. does so does m and then this is when we have like the off-brand chamber and husk who are also yes. there <laughs> yeah and they're Ray all playing Frax football and buff. <laughs> and, uh, yeah and i can't not call harley page because she like is literally just husk like that is just it's so she even has her costume at the end it's just ooh, too much yeah so they're all playing this oh, wait but also Kurt or whatever his name, he's wearing a Wolverine t-shirt and he goes on to wear like X-Men t-shirts throughout the movie. Yeah, it makes no sense. Makes no sense, but it's fine. It- nice. <laughs> so they're yeah. all playing football and like trash talking each other. The yeah. kids are really mean to each other in this movie and like M like calls it out later by being like, yeah, we all fucking hate each other, which I was like, I guess that's <laughs> what teenagers are like on some level I, and yeah. you wouldn't assume that they would all automatically get along just because they've been thrown together into this extreme situation where they have to survive but like <laughs> i do like that they make sure that we know it's the 90s because somebody calls somebody a butthead yes oh yep. yeah that's that's like in a second when they come out to meet them and like God, what was my what was my other note for this scene your skin stretches for what and angelo in my head said i can make my dick as long as i want <laughs> it would hurt like hell apparently though so wait, does what, what does he get an erection Here's does it hurt the deal, him though even if it would hurt i could imagine him doing wait it. i said so, like can we take like that scene from x-men 2000 instead of like rogue and logan it's like jubilee and like skin Skin. and they're about to have sex and he's getting (laughs) erect and she's like does it hurt and he's like every time you know (laughs) (laughs) every time essay (laughs) oh god (laughs) so like m's whole deal is being smarter than everybody and stronger than everybody and so she's very like smug and stuck up and so she's like making fun of everybody's powers as they're revealing them and it's it's fun it's a good introduction introduction to her character it is it is and then that's when like bondo walks up no uh, kurt walks up and he calls somebody like he calls skin something and that's when Mondo's like Dermaflex. No, Dermaflex. One down. Yeah, he calls him Dermaflex. And that's when Mondo's like, no, butthead. And we're like, okay. Why are they so mean to them immediately? Is my I don't question. Know. There's but, only like four children in the school. Like how clicky other. can it be already? You They're know? All hormonal as fuck. I mean, I don't know. I okay. remember that. That's fine. Everyone does hate each other with one exception. Kurt and Mondo are fucked. Yes, are. they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> 
there all i have is one line that just says i'm still big you're huge and then gay and all yeah i know that's there's like a lot of scenes where they're taking their shirts off together and just hanging out like that and i was like okay straight guys don't do that yeah (laughs) which is funny because they they try to sell this curtain arlie they do things well, yeah, so they, much well, they and i'm do, just like, like halfway wow, through the film are it's like well it's really weird because kurt's like so mean to harley for half the movie know, and then he walks he's... up and he's like do you want to go on a date and she's like yeah and i was well, like okay, what but she's very suspicious of that actually and i liked that's that true. because she's like weren't you a dick to me for the entire movie well, okay but that's because it's supposed to be a husk <laughs> and husk is actually supposed to be like a really like socially smart person so right. i don't know anyway, anyway we're skipping all around so they they are playing football i can't remember how or why but banshee interrupts them does anything okay, important well, okay, happen before speak- that yes because mondo gets the ball but skin's still holding on to it screaming instead of letting go of the ball <laughs> and then like I, you know and that's when they're like oh shit so all the kids jump on each other because that's what you do in football they tackle each other they're not doing anything and then banshee's just like all right time to break this up and he screams <laughs> at them and then he blows on his fingers like they're guns puts them in it's like little like holsters and leaves and then that's when the kids is like why did that even happen why did he do <laughs> there that was no, there was no there no was no reason. reason for him to do that also like the fact that one of the kids literally says why did he do that before it cuts Why away. Did he do that? Okay, but yeah. also, it's, so it's like, does that mean his powers don't do anything at all? Because it's just like they don't seem to have any injury from that. He only whatsoever. uses them twice in the whole movie. The other time it does work, but yeah, in this instance, it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of shocks. I want to say though that him him twirling the imaginary guns and putting his fingers. I thought that was cute. I thought so too. I really liked I it. I was like, that was kind of like fuckable material for me. I was like, yeah, I'd fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I was cute. just like, all right. But I was still I'd like, give you a handy for that one. What yes. is it's happening fine. with this school? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, he's not a good babysitter. I so, think, well, I, do you think Alan yeah, Frost is? Like, welcome to Xavier's Institute of Insurance Risk, basically. <laughs> I mean, like, the mansion blows up how many times a year? <laughs> yeah. So what's the next scene? Uh, that's when, uh, when Paige slash Harley brings Jubilee into her room. Oh okay. yeah, and she's just like, okay, I'm gonna go change. <laughs> yeah, and like, Jim's like, I can't wait to change with okay, you. I'll go with you. <laughs> or like, and she's like, no, I'm what? not gay. I and Jubilee's like, why not? Gay. Like, I don't really know why Jubilee is like, let's all take off our clothes. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Paige is like, I was confused in a lot of this maybe scene. Jubilee like, thought that's what's supposed to happen here because, like, as soon as you walk to the mansion, Emma's like, get naked. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. And Jubilee's like, I guess we just get naked here. So Paige is like, no, I can never get naked in front of anyone, and I have to lock the door <laughs> six times in order to be sure that I can get naked. I was, I was confused on multiple levels in the scene, right? Because jubilee's enthusiasm for changing makes with no arlie sense doesn't make sense but above and beyond that if arlie wants to change alone and doesn't want to be seen why would you mention you're doing it at all yeah. i know why not just go in the room and lock the fucking door yeah, I mean, that's what i would do like if i change like i what? was a socially awkward teenager too and like you know Who for gym class it? i didn't like changing in the locker room so i changed like somewhere else and yeah. then go to like, which I don't have that problem now, thank God, because I go to the gym all the time. But I definitely like, I didn't say anything. I just like 
You quietly like, went into the bathroom and changed in the bathroom with the door locked so no one can see the body that <laughs> I don't come in of. here straight boys unless you want to find out if you're not straight no I wasn't doing that I guess you know? it could be like I guess it could be like a like a the lady doth protest too much yes. yeah yeah maybe Scenario where, where she, she really does want someone to see her but she you know she's just like oh I, I guess I'm gonna that. go change I, you know I did kind of like the idea of her whole plot line being like a girl who very muscular like I thought that was interesting it wasn't a story I'd seen before they don't really explore it a lot in the movie but I was like that's an interesting thing to be ashamed well, of uh, what, what would it have been if it was Husk with her skin peeling powers would she run into the bathroom because all her skin was going to fall off too when she changed <laughs> I, mean, like, I think they wouldn't have written this script I think they would have just had her had a different issue but yeah, I, don't I think they, i don't think they changed a lot for whatever the words i think they changed a lot for kurt but i feel like everything's still lined up for harley's character in comparison to husk i feel like they didn't change a lot of the lines well, you know i haven't yet gotten to yeah. a scene in the comics where husk refuses to let anyone see her change so i'll well, let you guys I know, know that's if i get too. up to that but i don't okay. think that's in there and plus like monet's <laughs> jubilee but this, monet. Yeah, monet, monet is great monet is like so monet they, they kind of nailed monet here because so why doesn't she want anyone to see her change because she's afraid yeah and, and, no and it's just like because her body is so horrible like she yeah. says this so casually it's funny. and, and, and jubilee was so like terrible. wow what the fuck and she's like what's your problem it's like your power like being like berating to people and i'm yeah, just like, like no i'm just perfect in every like, way yeah she's like she's like i'm immune to all diseases i have a strong exoskeleton or whatever my skin's strong and like i can fly and i'm fast and i'm strong and i'm just really kind of perfect and i i can and remember she, everything okay. and like she specifically mentions level eight in vulnerability yeah. and i'm like thank you for reading off your D D character <laughs> yeah she really is she doing is. that and she's just bragging and jubilee is like why the fuck are you telling me this i don't fucking care and she's like because we all hate each other here and i just figured you needed to know which of us could kick your ass <laughs> yeah she does say that but she says it in the most like bitchy way she's yeah, like she's like great. because little girl i'm giving you valuable information and i'm just letting you know who's the last person you want to mess with around here and then she yeah. like files her nails and struts off and i was like wow i mean <laughs> I mean, Monet, is, she Monet is like this. She flounces a whole two feet over to her bed yeah. and flops down on it. And I'm like, nice exit. I kind of liked yeah, it, Monet though. is like this it, throughout the comics, too. <laughs> like, it felt like some real teenage girl mutant bullshit to me that I was like, yeah, this makes sense. This, like, this hierarchy of, of Monet being like, oh, there's a new girl here. I need to fucking yeah. put her in her place immediately. When and, like, you read the new Generation X, at Generation X comics that happened a few years ago, Monet comes back and, like, because Monet also has this problem where she also like goes evil and like merges her with her twin brother all this shit and mm -hmm. so that was happening again and Jubilee all and the whole Generation X team got together like time to deal with Monet's stupid bullshit again <laughs> <laughs> Time for three therapies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I will say this though, as a survivor of the nineties. Uh, <laughs> A Even survivor? <laughs> I made it I made it out alive. Even if this wasn't like quote how teens talk, this is absolutely on brand for how teens talked on TV yes. in yes, 1996. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's next? I feel like we're overdue for a boring scientist scene, are we? Um this is when Skin is now in his room with oh, with Chamber. With the, with the boys. I mean sorry, uh Kurt and Mondo. 
And so they immediately make fun of him for speaking Spanish, which I was like, oh, cool. Teenagers are racist. That makes sense as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kurt looks like a white supremacist. He does. So he, he, does. Just he does. Mondo is played by a black actor. So that's And I think cool. Mondo himself is, is Polynesian yeah. though, or Samoan, right? The yeah. actual character in the and comics. So they, Kurt and Mondo are being gay for each other, but they're also picking <laughs> on this other new kid. So it's very much like, you know, Jubilee and Angela are having the new kid experience of being like picked on just because they're new. <laughs> Nobody likes Nobody you. Likes Welcome you. to Xavier School. Yeah. It, well, they also all hate each other except for uh, Mondo and Refrax, who are fucking. So that's that <laughs> scene. Ni- nice Beaver. Nice Beaver is uh, the next one. Well, yeah. Okay. There's another shot of the X Men mansion where there's like a bunch of pheasants on the front yard or something, which <laughs> I don't know why that needed to be there. But then it's like now it's the morning. And, you know, they're all waiting for Arlie to come out of the bathroom mm. and she's in there forever because she's changing. And, yep. like, that's when Spike... That's when Refrax Why do you call explains Spike his Kurt? powers. Because he like looks exactly Spike. like him! Mini that's Spike from why. Buffy. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think of that until you said it. Oh, my it. God. Yeah, he does do that. It, it so is that's, James Marsden to a T. The baby really James is. Marsden. Little tiny yes. baby bleach blonde. James Marsden. Bleach blonde spiky hair. He's wearing sunglasses. Like, that is Kurt Jimmy slash Refrax's whole energy. So, th- I think this is the first time we, like, really understand what Refrax's powers are, even though he sort of explained it in the football scene. He right. can see, th- supposedly, he will be able to get x-ray vision eventually, but he doesn't really have it yet. He's got, like, the beginnings of it. So he's sexually harassing Arlie while she's in the bathroom changing. Yeah, she's... Like, just she's, straight up sexually harassing her. Yeah, like, he, he's, he's going, like... He, he can see her naked, and she's like, He's like, up. nice beaver, and I was like, He literally what? says, nice beaver, and my notes just have the word what in all it's caps after up. that four times. Like, <laughs> so, like, she storms out, gets the rest of her clothes back on, storms out, and is, like, really upset with him, and like physically intimidates him and like grabs yeah. him and stuff and is like never say that shit to me don't look at me and yeah, like oh yeah. I know she's I like I will literally kill I'll you fucking yeah. destroy oh, no. you no I remember what she said her threat is actually so good she's like I will rip your head off and attach it to his butt while pointing at Mondo <laughs> Wait, because they know they're gay and that's, and that's when Skin's like welcome to the Xavier's school for live human transplants and she like high fives Jubilee and then Mud is like hey that's cool give me some skin and like rips his skin and snaps it and yes. they like all high five it's brutal yeah so they're all beating the shit out of yeah, each other it's terrible everything's terrible it is and then and then Skin like ashamedly walks away because like his entire yeah. chest got, got snapped and so he like snapped, bumps into like Jubilee as he's band. walking away I know. and I was like why are you bumping into Jubilee she she didn't even do anything. It's like she, I know, seriously, everyone's an asshole to each other. Okay, so what happens after the scene? No, this is this is brain class. Oh, yeah, brain oh, is class. It? Okay, okay, so Emma, yep, you're right. Emma's teaching all of these mutants because, as far as we care, they all have latent psychic powers, and so Emma has to teach all of them how to use them and she does it by holding up magic eye posters (laughs) 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 and asking them to read the text on them which jubilee is and angelo are the best at doing but but for some reason we're skipping a really important line here where yeah where kurt is like excuse me is frost how are you supposed to relax and concentrate at the same time and i was like Make believe you're playing with yourself. Believe you're Kurt. playing with yourself, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Todd yeah. and I were fans of that line. It was funny. <laughs> it was a good line. It was a good line. Also, it Emma was like, does tell them to relax like 16 times. Like her monologue is not well written, and I felt bad for the actress having to deliver it because yeah, she's seriously. like, relax, let it flow, relax. They're also like, I don't know. And like she can't. 
This is one of those scenes where she can't tell which part of the United Kingdom she's from <laughs> because her accent goes from like British standard to Australian and back like six times. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, which it's not great. It's not her fault, right? Like, if uh, look, uh, there were no accent coaches on this film. They were not affording that. Yeah. Th- this is just the yeah, actors the, yeah, making no. it up as they go along and right. trying their. This damnedest. was literally someone telling Sean the Sean Cat, whoever plays Sean Cassidy, like, "Oh, you're from Ireland," and he goes, "I'm what?" <laughs> no, yeah, he just said it goes okay. You know, like whatever. <laughs> All right, then I'm doing that. <laughs> like, oh God, shut He's up. Like, he sounds like he tried his commercial. He knows how so this works. Anyway, Jubilee and Angelo are able to see the magic eye things, and that's cool. Except and- for Kurt, who whispers to Mondo, he's like, "Miss Frost is mental," and I was like, "Of course I'm mental, Kurt. That's what, what I've been trying, trying to, to tell, tell you." you. Yeah, Emma just reminds them all that she can read their minds at any moment and not to uh, fucking backstab her. She's like, I know you're you're thinking about jerking off right now to Bondo. I see it. <laughs> I'm right here. I see it with my brain powers. Yes. I do want to mention one important thing, though. Yeah. Or it seemed important to me. So I actually think there's a read where this class is to determine who does have psychic potential. Mm. Because no one else can clearly can see these at all. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but, like, Jubilee... Also, I love that, like, when she's in class, Jubilee has, like, business casual updo, yes. and then the rest of the movie, she's Joan Jett, yep. which is great. Yep. I actually really like the updo. I, I think it looks good on her. Yeah, I think both of her story. hairstyles looked good. I, I liked her style. Jubilee says her answers out loud immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she seems really pleased that she's getting them. Angelo isn't. He's writing them down. Yeah, silently. But the cinematography... Yeah, silently. And the cinematography, though, is... Like, you'll hear Jubilee saying the answer as Angelo is writing it down. Right. So it's clear that they're both getting them in the same, the yeah, same, the same time. amount of time. But Angelo time. is secretive and doesn't want to reveal to everybody else in the class that he's getting it, which right. I don't know. Yeah. There's This movie isn't deep enough for me to have any type of read on what that means for his character. I like, I can I extrapolate the, a lot of meanings, but I actually don't think any of them are intended. The college, the college professor part of me gets that bit. Yeah. yeah. No. There is a certain type of... Like, even in college, students don't want to be the one with the right answer. Yeah. Right. Because we have such an anti-intellectual bias in this country. And it's it's weaker for women. Yeah. Or at least it's it's less strongly enforced, I think, culturally yeah. for women. It's more okay for women to be smart. Yeah. Right. I think for dudes, for and I say dudes here on purpose. I don't know why I'm suddenly getting all sociology here. But well, because it's necessary. <laughs> it's literally my job. I mean, so I wonder more if it was it. like also a racism thing where he's like protecting himself yeah. by not wanting to stand out and just being like, I do I'm think not going to say like, anything in this class, but I do know the answer. I mean, yeah, it's a race and class thing. Like you don't, you don't want to stand out. If you have ability, you don't, you don't want to make it known. It, it's weird. It is weird. And, it kind of sucks like it's a cultural phenomenon that keeps a lot of marginalized students from really excelling i mean it's also what this movie is about i mean again i don't think the movie's deep enough to credit any of the reads we're doing right now but technically (laughs) the movie is saying if you have an ability hide it don't show it to anyone because it's dangerous for anyone to know that you have that and that anything is different tell somebody you you have abilities max headroom is going to try to get in your dreams it's gonna get weird also you're gonna get arrested and maybe killed (laughs) so like and maybe have your head sawed open you know that's the thing that's not gonna be good so anyway angelo's 
his reaction makes sense, especially given his upbringing. And I guess I don't fucking know. Again, the movie is not doing any it's of this. It's not clear. None of this I is know. there. <laughs> so that's that scene. They have, okay, this scene right after is where they were watching the news together and Kurt blows up the TV. Yeah, yeah. The, the news broadcast. This is when the conservative pundit literally says, if it weren't for mutants, maybe we wouldn't have the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, which was which like, me going like, wow, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, that's a lot. Like even in 96, that line is a lot. Yeah, it's doing that a lot. People a lot. were dying pretty often in 1996. It, like, I mean, also we shouldn't be like comparing mutants to the AIDS epidemic. Like, oh, whatever. I mean, I know I it's mean, supposed I to be like it's supposed to be a metaphor it. for the gays. I know, <laughs> but like, I mean, they were doing. It's but the when same, they never straight like, up are like. AIDS. Yeah, that's they've never what done were- this before. They've never literally name dropped AIDS and been like, by the way, that's part of this. I don't know. Literally AIDS is. <laughs> like, even in the Generation X comics, they're doing the legacy virus storyline where, like, Moira has it and stuff. That is the metaphor that they're doing in the comics. In this movie, they're like, AIDS. Let's just let's just do that it's AIDS let's just drop it yeah it's not as prevalent nowadays weirdly but like the 90s were the (laughs) I love how I'm just like back in the day you tiny youngins who are listening to this show this is from 25 years ago so we are gonna have to explain some shit the 90s the 90s was when like the Christian conservative as a major political and cultural force was much bigger Mm -hmm. than it is now I mean Big religious organizations are still super conservative and still interfering with politics and other other good stuff. Like that's still a thing that happens. Don't get me wrong. But like a thing that Christian Christian rights or Christian rights they don't have rights. <laughs> a thing that the Christian right singular used to argue a lot was that AIDS, because it disproportionately affected the LGBT community, uh, was a plague sent from God. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what they're trying to echo. Yeah. I think in you're this right. Scene is like like mutants. Oh, AIDS epidemic is like it's because mutants are ungodly, mm-hmm. right? And just like the gays, because the mutants are the gays, because yeah, this is exactly. like freshman English levels of metaphor. But <laughs> it's literal. It's this. They're X teens. It's y. fine. Yeah. It was for teens. It's fine. Yeah. So then Refrax uses his powers, which are kind of like Cyclops' powers. Sometimes, sometimes he has heat beams. Sometimes he has X-ray vision, and so he does that to blow up the TV. And that's that. And then Banshee walks in and he's like, Jubilee, your mom's on the phone. And she just like pauses for a really long time. And then she's like, I tell her I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're like, okay. All the other kids look at her like, what? What the like, fuck? Why I know. Do do this? They're like, don't you want to talk to your parents? Because ours don't want to talk to us. So. Yeah. yeah. That's the impression I got. Right. Yeah. Is everyone is confused because they don't fucking have yeah like nobody's calling them them. yeah exactly so that's kind of sad uh the next scene is angelo what we think is hacking cerebro's mainframe and this is when like the lights come back this is the fake hacking one where like the green lights are on and he's on Cerebro, and he's, like, trying to do this. This secure- is the simulation where Angelo fails at Tetris? Yeah, it turns out it's yeah. a simulation. Yeah, and then like, somebody walks up and pulls a gun to his head, but it turns out to be Monet. And all the ones are just yeah. standing there watching them, and Bitch is like, well, we were watching your buried activity, and you were kind of all over the place freaking out, but you can't really do that on the field, so can you not do that? And, like... <laughs> 
And this is around when we're realizing that these kids are being trained to be soldiers or yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. What are your educational credentials, Mr. Cassidy? <laughs> because this is not good. This is not good. Pedagogy. He says, like, shut up and eat your you. lucky charms. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So if you had the luck of the Irish, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so all the other kids are just standing in the background of this, like watching while Angelo's being told that he failed. They don't react. Which is so weird. It is weird. It's like you would think this would be, given the rest of the movie, a scene for them to go, ha, ha. Right? Yeah, I like, know. But they just kind of like, stare as fuck. Well, like, okay, that's job, actually, honestly, with. that is for like, teenagers in school. Like, yeah, a bunch of like, punk teenagers being like, why the fuck to, are we even here? Like, yeah, they're like learning how to kill each other, and they're like, this is boring because it's school. You know, and right, it's, it's, it's say, like when you're a teenager, it's like, it's like, oh, I have to learn, but I want to be fucking right now. Like, you know? I'd rather be masturbating, but I have to go to class. So, anyway, Julie. <laughs> and Angelo are nerds and so they're reading extracurricular books outside of class which is Emma's book so we can talk about this next I don't know if it's right. next scene, I love but this whatever. is when Jubilee reveals that Emma Frost has written a book yes a huge textbook <laughs> not only has Emma Frost written a book she's written a book about herself about herself yes, yes. I mean that's, that's <laughs> on brand person she's not using the first person to describe herself she's like and then Emma Frost discovered the G- dream machine and that machine <laughs> made it so that mutants could go into other mutants minds and humans minds and control their dreams and here's what the machine looks like and here's exactly how it works and she worked with Dr. Russell Tresh to do it and yeah it was like here's a big like exposition dump all right yeah. that's when we cut to Dr. Doctor feel bad, and there's another scene of him. Well, like, first, first, Angela's like, "Well, why the?" Oh, see, Angela's like, "That's cool. Let's use it so we can go and go on vacation." But first, why didn't you want to talk to your mom the other day? Yeah, and Jubilee's like, "I just don't want to hear like make excuses. I didn't want to hear it." And yeah. Angela's like, "Okie dokie," and then they keep reading. <laughs> it was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Does Jubilee say here that she wants to learn dream power so she can go into her parents' dreams? Or I don't think she does that until they're actually in the room with it. I feel like she brought it up early or she was like, I just want to know what my parents are thinking or something like that. Like it's at least yeah, teased a little a bit. A weird Jubilee line to even have. You know? I mean, the motiva- that motivation is so bullshit, it kind of doesn't matter when she gives it to us. <laughs> it's, it's really stupid. It doesn't really feel like enough to me. I feel like it would have worked better if Jubilee's parents had been assholes. Like if they had been big the way that they are in the animated version of Jubilee's story. But they're, no, but they're not. But they love her. And so it's like, okay, yeah. Jubilee's just being a teenager. Well, okay, I guess. but also, uh, to be fair, like, Emma and Banshee took Jubilee and her mom just wasn't even there. Like, mm-hmm. she, they just had negotiated outside that her mom's and like, Jubilee yeah, you can take her know- just. Julie doesn't know the alternative to this. Like, why I didn't think. her mom just, like, they went inside. Like, the conversation was like, Emma and Banshee approached Jubilee's mom, convince her to send Jubilee to the school. They go inside and get Jubilee and they come out and Jubilee's mom is gone. Like, yeah. why didn't she wait to be like, I'm sending you over here so you don't die in a concentration camp? Like, what? why did she leave? Where did she go? We also, never like, hear from her for the rest Banshee, of the film. <laughs> Banshee and Emma could have, like, explained that to Jubilee also and been like, hey, your mom I mean, made maybe they could have because Emma's like, I don't, the, Emma's like, honestly, I don't know why your mom left. They just say it once. They're like, you're coming with us. Your mom set this right, up. But they aren't like the alternative was a concentration camp. Like they don't. I don't right, think they exactly. say that. But it's also like maybe they don't want to freak the kids out and like tell them how dire their situation was really about to be. I don't know. I, <laughs> because then they train them to be child soldiers. So like, why not just go ahead and deliver all the news at the same time? I, oh, I, I know. Don't I agree. Know. 
Yeah. But maybe Jubilee does know. Maybe she's like familiar enough with the news to know like being a mutant is illegal. I'm going to be sent to a camp. But now yeah. I'm in this school. But like that they don't. She doesn't take the time to explain that. So Jubilee's just like, well, thanks for abandoning me, mom. But whatever. So after that, we get, I think this is like the Russell scene, which is like not even. It's it just another scene where the his like, yeah, telling him bouncing around like a super. Yeah, ball. it's yeah. Him, like being a little ping pong. And Russell's boss, Bobby's like, please don't do this at the conference tomorrow. Like, that's the entire thing. <laughs> Guess what, guys? He's going to do it at the conference. Yeah. He does. No, although Russell has that line where he screams, I'm giving you genius and you are giving me jock itch. And I was like, okay. But wait, <laughs> wait is this where Russell reveals that, like, yeah, it's just the scene where Russell reveals that he had a therapist that said that he was crazy and depressed and, like, really had some serious issues. Yeah, the therapist the therapist said that he was beyond help. And then Russell is like, I don't think that's medically necessary. Yeah, and I, I know. agreed. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, your therapist sounded terrible. Russell's like, and anyway, so I worked on this dream machine for with Emma Frost. And my therapist basically said, if I, I'm not going to get better until I have her, like, groveling before my feet and then I kill her. Yeah, this is the scene where he, like, loudly calls her the bitch slut that ruined my life yeah yeah okay here's the thing you have to know about dr feelbad's delivery is that he is always up in the tenor one register Mm -hmm. like his voice is squeaky all the time (laughs) right and then as he calls emma the bitch slut who ruined my life he drops down into bass two yeah i don't know why, but all of a sudden, he's just like, the bitch troll who ruined my life. Yeah, I'm I like, know. Wow, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Dial it back a tiny bit, could you? <sighs> There's swears in this movie. Anyway. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Uh, so that's that scene. Um, and that's when we cut to the scene where I was freed about, like, Banshee's being like, okay, you're hypebeast. So the kids are all sitting in a car, and Banshee <laughs> comes out, and they're just like, standing there, and he's like, why aren't you in the car? And Kurt slash Chamber walks over, and is like, Hey, well, we were thinking dad, about this, and we were just like, it's kind of embarrassing <laughs> that you're going to drive us around town like you're our dad. And we were thinking, well, we're legal to drive. Why can't we? And like, Banshee's like, because uh, I don't want you guys going to town and revealing your powers, which I think that's actually a plot point in the comic book, because then they do, and they do that in the, here, mm-hmm. too. And also, they're idiots, so like, Banshee shouldn't trust them. And then they said they're all like, oh, come on. <laughs> it would have been, like, been so much better if his answer would have been, because you're morons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it's just he screams, okay, you're hoppies. <laughs> you yeah, know? and then he lets them go, which, like, not a great yeah. idea, Banshee. I don't know who drives. Did it, did it even establish who can drive? Let's just no. assume it's Monet, because Monet seems he, to be able to at, do everything. At one point, Kurt says they all have their licenses. Okay, but we all know it's Monet babysitting them, so whatever. Oh, I'm absolutely certain it's poor Monet, because her character is so good and they gave her shit to do I know movie, they really did and they had a great sucks. actress playing her too yeah she's uh, fun so then that's when this is the scene you all have been waiting for because this is Jubilee and Monet and Arlie at the clothing store and Monet just like oh god like uh, Jubilee's trying something on and Ar- like Monet says like rolls her eyes like she's fucking ugly and leaves and yeah. then like that's when Jubilee's <laughs> like here you should try on this tiny outfit Arlie yeah, like this, even though I know that you don't tiny bike shorts and this little belly shirt she just holds it up to Arlie and is like how about this and Arlie's just like 
why the fuck are you saying that like what are you why are you showing so. me this like, like why are you know, trying to get me to put this on you also know I would like never wear this it's like, like a little a cheerleader outfit and yeah i don't know oh, by the way jubilee's wearing a crazy hat yeah she that, is. like is super 90s by the it's way it's very clueless there's a lot of there's a lot of like bad outfits so arlie eventually is like okay like i'll try it on but i'm not gonna leave if the it'll dressing shut room. you up i will try on this <laughs> outfit. so she goes to try it on which jubilee follows her which like why i understand because jubilee wants horny, to see her like, beaver what? hello i don't get it um so maybe jubilee <laughs> is gay in this movie i don't know i i'm changing my mind about it she might be gay so like <laughs> arlie takes off her shirt then there's this absurd cutaway where they show a bodybuilder taking off their shirt <laughs> and then they cut back to arlie but with, okay <laughs> <laughs> which like we're supposed right. to think that that's arlie's back even though it's not at all it like it is the back of the bodybuilder that they like cut to is wider than arlie's entire like everything if you tilted her on her side like that bodybuilder is wider than she is tall yeah, it's absurd so there's clearly no way it was her and then they like stapled a cardboard cutout of blonde hair up on that person's head Did so they, we're supposed to think I thought that's they just Arlie's filmed head. It, like from the neck down it's a super quick shot and, i like, thought it was just, just a bodybuilder wearing like a blonde so, wig being like cosplay yeah, you can barely see them because they're really trying to make you think it's arlie's back for like just that it's a really tight shot so like yeah it really it, is. Looks, it doesn't work at all and it's very funny and then it cuts back to arlie who is like this very tiny teenage girl yeah <laughs> like, I I know. Yeah. And then did somebody, or at least had her wear like pads under her shirt to make her look muscular or something. But they bigger. don't even yeah. try that uh, at all, right? And uh, then it goes from that, like you know, she sends Jubilee away, and then it yes. goes to like this little diner that like Kurt and Mondo are looking oh, at, like God, Sports Illustrated so like, bodybuilders, oh and they're like jerking off it, which is which is really funny what? to me that like Kurt's like, I just want a really strong, masculine woman in my life, and I was like. <laughs> just admit that you two are fucking like yeah, jesus like, what? yeah what is this even better is that mondo starts flirting with, with that, that other jock random guy eating. which is it flirting or is it just like strange like deeply deeply strange so, i don't it could be both yeah i guess that's true so they get into like an eating contest which is essentially like here's how much cock i could fit in my mouth <laughs> i know i know more or less yeah so mondo like puts his entire cheeseburger in his mouth and then like makes eyes at the jock like check that yeah, out and then the guy like and looks at him and they're like, like pointing at each other and shit slice of pizza in my mouth and stuff all of it into my mouth and then Mondo, like, <laughs> and then they're like see it. how much we could drink our sodas at the same how time how fast i can drink my entire soda Although, okay this is the stupidest nerdiest reaction that i had but mondo is drinking a milkshake yes. yeah he is and the, the jock is the drinking dude he's like flirting with is drinking something. like iced tea yeah. or something and i'm like that's not the same. Like, no. dairy will make you... Shit. Like, Mondo wins. <laughs> like, the fact that he chugs a milkshake yeah. is much harder to do. Like, try to chug milk. You actually can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Like, your stomach will be like, you're done. Yeah. Your stomach will Mondo shut down. Mondo just, like, turned his stomach into milk using his powers or something. And he was like, now nah, I am the milkshake. <laughs> on the properties of yeah. milk. So, what, okay, so, that's a great question. It's like, so, if he, like, drinks milk, how does he not, like his body not turn into milk well he has control over it he, he can turn it on and off right like yeah, he, he well, has this touching so. object he can he can but that doesn't explain his irrational fear of jello which is the thing that we <laughs> yeah but he's drinking milk like it's not a problem we sailed over a milkshake so why is he not afraid of milkshakes whatever there is the joke where mondo is like i hate jello oh so that actually is explained because the actor was in a jello commercial i looked that up 
That was what it what? was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember seeing that. That's hilarious. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. Yeah. So that was actually just a shout out to the fact that the actor was in a Jello commercial, apparently. Which what a stupid shout out. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so Angelo is stalking some girls. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. To, to <laughs> further your theory here, Todd, about and, and, and Maddie about him flirting with this guy, like he drinks his milkshake and then he's got like the white stains all over his lips. Yeah, from his vanilla milkshake that he just yeah. chugged, just his gl- tall glass of cum that he chugged down while staring at the jug. And like <laughs> Kurt is staring at Generation this, just kind of like, sex. okay, whatever. Like Kurt doesn't even care what's happening. He's just like, yeah, Mondo's flirting with another man again. I guess this is yeah. how our relationship is. <laughs> and so the two of them are just sitting there, like being teenagers, and then. Angelo, I think it's outside initially, right? Like that he sees these girls. Yeah, they start outside because there's this, there's this super like blonde Angelo white is girl. kind of watching them, yeah. and then the the girlfriend is like, "Ew, he's gross," and she's like being super loud about it, like I to know. make sure that he hears her, and is kind of like, "Look at that yeah. guy, he's really creepy." But also, he is being creepy. So then I was like, "I don't know what I'm supposed yeah, to." Yeah, I know. Make I felt that way scene. too because he's like following them around and like yeah. hiding in bushes and shit yeah. throughout the movie and like staring at her tits. And it was like, okay, why? And it's so the, these girls go into the diner. The girls go into the diner. They sit at the jocks table and they're like and then angelo follows them in and sits down at the bar and they're like there's that guy who's following us he's really creepy and the jock is like oh let me take care of this and he goes over gets angelo and is like want to come sit at our table and like angelo sits with them and then they just shove his face into a banana, a banana split. split that's all they really do i mean it's yeah. humiliating but i was <laughs> but, expecting it to get a lot my, worse well there was there was a moment there where all i have for a note for this is the sentence super enunciated voice would you like to join us for a banana split <laughs> <laughs> it's so obviously a setup he falls for it they push his face into the banana split Jubilee they was laugh. like ready to go fight them and it also kurt and mondo it, were ready it to is do. actually cool that yeah kurt and mondo were like uh, I'm gonna go. No, I'm wrong. They're not. It's Jubilee. No, no. It starts off as Jubilee, but Kurt and Mondo look at each other. And they they say something like, "Should we get involved?" Like, yeah. They like you know there is that moment. Well, none of the kids really know the right thing to do. There isn't really a right thing to do right, here because but yeah, they didn't I, know what to do. So Angela and just someone, leaves. This is this is the first time they're called the townies. Yeah. <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Because someone says we're not allowed to touch the townies. Right. Yeah. And I love that the the movie like tries to treat these jocks being a dick to Angelo like anti mutant shit. Yeah, but they don't but fully. It's, not. it's racist. They're no, just, they're just high being... schoolers being yeah. yeah, that's it. There's nothing like, else going on there. I mean, they don't know he's a mutant, so I actually don't think we're supposed to think it's anti mutant bigotry because they don't know yet that. They just think right. he's a creepy guy, a creepy brown guy who is following their girlfriend. So like that's that's all that that is. Oh, it's just garden variety racism. Yeah, yeah so pretty Angelo's much. also like, you know, he's very socially awkward so i guess there's that but anyway so they're all being bullied jubilee and the girls also walk into the diner and they're seeing this as well jubilee wants to get involved the girls convince her not to and they're like we need to make keep a low profile here like banshee told us or whatever they say the next scene is angelo hacking himself a key yeah i mean this is is what i was like i was like oh is he doing class again it's like no he actually is good at hacking he actually is hacking for real now Right. This is this is the scene where he implies that he knows how to beat high level computer encryption because he was fighting cybercrime from the gangs in his <laughs> which is a crazy statement to me. Somehow had that beautiful computer that beautiful white bread neighborhood skills. that was just like rich and had a lot of money, but the high crime rates of all the gains. It was like it was 
crazy. Anyway, yeah, you know, Angela's neighborhood is really strange. Everybody had a personal computer in the neighborhood, but also there was just rampant gang violence. It was, it was uh, really, yeah, pretty much really an unusual upbringing for him. And this is, this is like, I actually kind of like the idea that like they they keep trying to they're they're trying to connect gangs and the Latino right, character. Yeah, like they're trying to do that. Yes. Yes. But every description of this gang <laughs> just makes it sound like a bunch of accountants. Yeah. He was just part of the movie Hackers. I don't know. Yeah, they were a quote unquote gang in the same way that a large number of cats is a gang of cats. <laughs> oh my yes. god. Right? Like pretty much. So he gets a key card from this hacking thing. I don't understand fully uh, how like that prints works. Him a key card. Yeah, and he goes downstairs. And the key card, okay, this is important though. The key cards they they ask him, Do you want retina key or card key code yeah. and he says key code beta hexa 90210 yes which, 90210 sure fuck off <laughs> <laughs> beverly beta hexa beverly hills yep. i know this is I like i don't know why like, they even do that i don't me. know why that's bite like me, that show. why let's uh, dude like this movie is like how many 90s references can we make while we're still in the but 90s it's weird because the movie the movie is like both a corny movie for kids and yet also like a movie where there's swears and the children are dying and like a I definitely threat. think it's for it's for teens who want to feel edgy. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely for teens who wanted to feel edgy, which probably explains why you liked it so much. Right, 13. Well, I was not that young <laughs> at that point, but you know. So anyway, he gets this key card. He dramatically walks down the hallway. Spooky music plays. He eventually... I love how the Xavier School is like a completely classy manor above ground and below ground is a fucking nuclear Which doesn't even shelter. make any sense but- <laughs> because isn't like Xavier's got like the sub-basement where I Everything's like clean and pristine. It has like the fucking danger room. There's rave lighting. There's rave lighting. This is just like exposed brick pipes overhead that are leaking and steam shooting out everywhere. Dry ice everywhere. So he finds the chair, right? He doesn't go in it, but he still finds it. And he's like, oh, sick. Here's this cool, cool ass chair. And then that's that scene. We already knew what the chair was. Oh, but then we cut away to the model of the chair. Yeah, because now we have to watch. Oh, oh, I fucking. This whole scene is so long and it's like god and okay it's like, it's like 30 minutes of setup for a fart joke that isn't very funny which i was yeah, like that's really yeah. what Come it is because russell's like well the first of all he's like russell what are you working on and russell's like i'm gonna go ahead and tell you these people about the thing you told me not to tell them about so here's my dream machine <laughs> well that and he's like i'm gonna give you all the exposition that already i've already given, given like the three audience, times like before four times already yeah so he's like i can use this chair i developed it with emma frost that fucking bitch anyways it's fine if you're a mutant you can use the chair but if you're not a mutant you can still use it because like i figured out a way to make it work don't worry about it like so, i'm gonna project your marketing to children's dreams. dreams but to make a point to show you that it works i i've already and- gone into all of your dreams and i've made it so that you're all gonna like let out a massive fart in like two minutes and as soon yeah, as and you everyone's do, like quietly looking at the I'm clock right. because like they're like, is this? Do we believe this or not? So they're quietly staring at the clock until suddenly they the all fuck fart down. Like we have to watch the second hand tick up. It's like a solid thirty seconds of just silence of people moment. watching that clock. It's so dumb. And then I'm like, I don't know if this was to be funny or scary. It's neither. It's, it's neither. But I do like the woman who doesn't fart. He goes, oh. I thought she like, farted too, and she was like laughing. She does maybe at farting. I think she does fart. I think there they was all do. one funny bit in this scene. We. Because they 
at the beginning, every time Dr. Feelbad has a scene, mm-hmm. we hear about these products that they're shilling. Yes, and yes. one of them was the the sweet kiss. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Right. The other one is Virtual Fighter. We didn't know what the third one was until this meeting where it's coffin nail yes! cigarettes. Coffin <laughs> nail cigarettes, which like, get it? Cigarettes are bad for you. And in the 90s, we were only just figuring that out and putting out advertising about <laughs> it. both like... I both like hate it and love it. I do too. Like, the goth part of me loves an idea of smoking something called coffin. Why isn't it the coffin? Why nail? isn't there a yeah. weed strain called coffin nails? My question. Yeah, there's also a throwaway transphobic joke in this scene where he like calls oh. out that one of the guys wears women's clothing, which is such a '90s joke to just like oh, I know. throw I that know. in there. But it's part of his whole monologue where he's like, "I've been in all of your dreams, and I know what you all really think." And I was like, oh, "I fucking hate this guy, and I hate." this scene so anyway they get all the way up to the fart joke all the executives are fucking terrified because of course they would be and they're all like i think they send the scientist out of the room they're like they do but that's the they kind i don't think they do that yet they don't show the second half of the scene until later it's so it's later that you see it so after this it goes to the danger room which is like some rock climbing facility they shot it (laughs) but the only thing they did was turn off the light and put on green and blue lights again rave (laughs) yeah it was like they're just climbing up it and how, like how are we gonna train our child shoulders uh the set for american gladiators that appears yeah, I mean, literally just, they're there on the set of legends of the hidden temple right now and yeah. Ange- <laughs> jubilee, <laughs> no, angela comes right up to jubilee he's like i found the machine this and he's like meet me horrible. at this blah blah time in the middle of the night and jubilee is like and jubilee just goes so which is like a really weird line for her to have and then angelo like <laughs> takes a beat and he's like so meet me at the machine later and she's like okay and i was like yeah i was like a, a weird scene it's really strange i love how he's like meet me there after lights out you didn't tell her where it is yes, how does she know where to go <laughs> like he never it's tells her where basement. it is he's just like meet me there also, yeah. lights are always out in the x mansion how are they supposed to know when it's lights out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> meet me meet me when when the rave lights are yes on. great point great point when it's actually pitch as opposed black. to the main lights always being i off. do like the idea that emma frost has a school that just is constantly a rave it's pretty fun so does this scene where they're climbing even matter there's like a moment where mondo like nearly fucking dies do you realize that this is a crazy scene where this yeah. like giant like rolling pin covered in spikes comes yes. crashing at mondo and he like grabs a rock so he Turns like you know he, rock right but i'm like yeah do you do these people not realize that like if the kid didn't know how to use his powers he would be dead yeah he'd be dead yeah i mean all of all of their trainings are like that like all of the training is like i'm gonna put you in like an insanely high stress situation and see how you do like that and also like literally <laughs> throw a spiked ball at you i don't know i mean it's xavier's not in this movie but his shadow is haunting all of these curriculums <laughs> his his legacy lives his legacy on does live on so uh that's that scene is the next scene that they just go ahead and use the dream thing or is that later no this this is this is this when the bobby is sitting there at the ceo meeting he's oh, like okay we need CEOs. to stop russell so every single ceo is like this is fucking crazy like they all go around the table and they're yeah, like we're, not. we're fucking done with this guy <laughs> he's off the like he has somehow been let off the leash and it is not going well and he's just doing straight up mind control we need to fucking rein him in and then the camera like very slowly pans over to billy bob whatever his fucking name is and, yeah. and billy bob <laughs> is like sigh okay and it takes forever (laughs) to respond he's like he's like fine i guess i'll do it and then russell's like but you can't do that to me because russell's just standing there teleports into the room and it's a dream 
Yeah, because nobody's acknowledging that Russell is there, and then they all disappear. Uh, so all those executives like fade into the shadows, and then suddenly it's just Russell and Billy Bob, and he's like, "Hey, Billy Bob, you can't fucking stop me. I'm in your dream, and this is a very common dream. You're going over the events of the day, and then it all builds up to him throwing the guy out a window. I, or and well, he dies? I think what's happening oh, no. is that it's he he tells him, "Flap your wings, Billy Bird." Yeah, flap your wings and fly, Billy Bird. He says, "Billy Bird," like fifty-two <laughs> fucking times. Yeah. Todd's like ready to shoot them both, and then Billy Bird does indeed leap out of the like penthouse apartment window of his apartment yeah. on the five hundredth okay, floor yeah. because Wait. that's how long it takes him to hit the ground. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, like, how high <laughs> is he? Because he jumps out the window and it shows him falling for like twenty minutes, and I was I like, mean, I "Where the fuck is he?" But time he hits the ground he literally just explodes into a billion pieces that's fucking dark (laughs) yeah there's okay so there's a very specific type of 90s movie special effects where they would be a a shot from completely below where they have suspended the person in midair over a green screen yeah and so the actor is like waving their arms and screaming and the green screen behind them is footage like moving yeah of the the scenery moving and i i guess that they were just like oh we've got one of those in the back yeah let's just do this and it's just a folly for like 25 minutes (laughs) yeah seriously like i he apparently lived at the top of the empire state that's what i assumed too it was very tall so he's dead yeah so he's dead but all the other executives may or may not be dead may or may not give a shit but the, may, dude, there's so really much time spent on this one villain like there's so much time like how many well, times have we come back like, to them like being like i'm still building this machine to like get inside people's memories and i was like oh my god I mean, just okay, get inside wait, so- of it I guess it does matter because later the executives do come back and they try to put a stop to the scientist guy. I forgot about that scene because oh, I wasn't true. paying attention to it. They're not referenced directly, but if you think it about it, like, they're really yeah. the only reason that that could have happened. Yeah. Right. Movie's not well written. Not everything is explained, but weirdly things that you get are over explained. <laughs> so did Jubilee and Angelo use the dream machine in the yeah, next scene? Yeah, this is when they're getting yet? in and this is yeah. when uh angela was gonna go in first but jubilee's like let me do it because i don't understand how to read this book and you do so (laughs) so like if something goes wrong you're gonna die so i think you should let me yeah so but meanwhile russell's getting to his machine and he's posing like fucking dracula yeah and he's also i don't know what's he doing he's like making a poofy noise when he's like falling asleep he's like i was like why is he doing that i don't, I don't understand know. what he's doing nobody told the actor to fucking stop also his machine completely looks like the goth torture version of the one that's in the basement at the mansion like his has spikes yeah, yeah. well his that is evil so yeah. we're gonna put some spikes on there goth it up real quick this is also the scene where they just tell us 60 times this very important piece of information which is that the person wearing the dream helmet in the machine has to take it off themselves and like come out of the dream themselves and if you do it for them then you like you sever the connection between their dream astral plane self and their body and their body just becomes like a vegetable and so like jubilee and angelo like understand that point angelo explains it to her and he's like you know take it off yourself and like when i'm in there i have to take it off myself so like let's not fuck this up so that's signposted early on and so jubilee goes into a dream she goes into her dad's dream but she's only there for like two seconds before dr feelbad well shows but up. like this this is one important thing because it's uh her dad talking to a portrait of her mom and being like i hope we made the right choice and her mom's like she'll understand someday by the way her dad's name is jim lee yeah yep that's fine so okay it could be worse it could have been stan i know i know well that's her mom's name stanley and jim lee (laughs) 
so they're so. talking and jubilee at least like quickly gets the gist of like oh my parents actually love me like in two se- this two second scene jubilee is suddenly settled about her parents and her relationship i with know them. seriously and so that's really fast but very convenient for right, her that's but then like fucking that's when uh russell shows, shows up, up yeah and he's and like she she's recognizes like, wait. him she's like, she recognizes yeah, him from saw him the virtual fighter she's like, you're the guy that was like fucking jerking off while i was like having a meltdown <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's like uh i don't remember that part i just remember how good of friends we are and how and I also i'm going brain. to fuck you right now she grabs her in a really like rapey kind of way and yeah. she wakes yeah. up screaming angela's is like what the fuck? And Jubilee's and she, like, like rips the helmet off. But like, Jubilee like, doesn't give her like any information. So he's like, I was dreaming and my parents were there and a guy and my mom and my guy, dad really and there was a guy and it was creepy and Angela's like, next time you go somewhere, next time go somewhere fun instead of tripping out your parents, girl. And I was like, yeah, yeah seriously. I like, he has no sympathy. He's just like, oh, that sounds rough. Yeah. Yeah. So I can get in the chair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And oh, oh God, my God. This, this, is, this is, okay, he's still, this is like, Straight up when it's like the whole rest of the tone of this movie is like really uncomfortable because this is when like Angela gets in the machine and it goes to him like spying on the girlfriend before through her window while she sleeps, which is yeah. like inherently creepy. But the Russell's also there staring at her and I was like, what is happening? And so what? Russell, Russell like plays nice with Angelo and is like, hey, you want to fuck that girl, right? Yeah, right. I could make that happen. <laughs> Pretty much. I could make you a pad of butter in her hot little hands or whatever. I make her a pad of butter in your hot little hands, which is the disgusting. Uh, that's, disgusting. That is a disgusting lie. Yeah. <laughs> and so like that, he's he's warming Angelo up on that. And Angelo is like, okay, great. Like, uh, yeah, definitely help me out with her. And it turns out that it's all just an elaborate bit to get Angelo under his thumb to get Angelo to like do stuff for him. But that's sort yeah. of like revealed slowly over several other scenes. Okay, so he was doing that, but what was his intention initially? Because like he went in there just like fuck around, but then he gets himself trapped in there. So like I don't know. In this initial scene, he's not trapped yet. I think it. I think it's a plan he concocts while he's as you'll find out like chilling on the astral plane for the next two days while they handle all this other stuff yeah, yeah but also like maybe russell just wants to watch them fuck and he like wants to get off on yeah, that he's really inappropriately sexual for more or less the rest of the movie it is, yeah at a level that he hasn't been to this point and it's like upsetting it really it's, upsetting. it's like not fun to watch you know it's not and it just no. keeps coming up it's gross but so anyway so it turns out in the real world russell's still asleep and like then the the cops come and they like they're like that's him which i i know the ceo is probably sent him probably because the guy killed himself and they're like okay this guy was talking about mind control earlier so let's get this guy before he kills yeah, all of us up. Yeah, yeah right and so which again i actually think it's kind of cool that for once the capitalists were like no this is this is brainwashing why yeah. would we do that if this movie was set now the capitalists would be like yeah let's give this guy some more funding like, yeah seriously dead. yeah so yeah. then they rip off that the headset so he like because the vegetable just starts blinking repeatedly yeah, and they're like what blinks. the fuck's wrong with okay, him this is yeah like they're very clearly trying to signal the rem sleep thing I because guess. it's about dreams but i'm like okay but the r in rem is rapid yeah not blink I once don't even every know if 12 that's what seconds. they were trying to do like todd i i truly don't even know if that's where they were going with it maybe i'm giving them I, too much I, I they just wanted to signify that he wasn't um, like didn't have any cognitive anything Awake. anymore yeah. and so he just stares off into space and blinks really purposefully and slowly like every few seconds yeah before we move on to the to the to the 52 minute turning point <laughs> i just want to point out like 
that a lot of the dialogue that Angelo has with Jubilee yeah. down in the dream chair yeah. room is examples. Of, like at one point he says, I want to find a muy fine chiquita. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh yeah. I forgot about all that. <laughs> that line was so mad. I wrote it like, down. And take her salsa dancing with me because I'm from Mexico. And it's like, oh my God, well, dude. Not just that. He's like, he says a muy fine chiquita and I want to dance with her on the beach in Cabo. Yep. Yeah. Or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's too much. So the doctor gets his his helmet ripped off and then he's stuck on the astral plane. So but here's the thing, though. He's clearly being pulled back into his body. So that means that his theory was wrong and that he can be disconnected. But what ends up happening is that skin uses stretch powers to grab him and pull him back onto the astral plane. When they're talking to each other? No, he doesn't. No, right now. Oh, yeah. No, that happens here. Right. I didn't even think about that. Huh. That's why you get that weird Twilight Zone spiral right. shit where, like, they pull the thing off his head and he goes, and he starts dragging towards the spiral. And then we but see he just die? Skin's hand. Or does Skin, like, save him? Skin saves, Skin saves him. him. He pulls him back onto the astral plane. Right. I forgot about all of this. Wow. Wow. You're right. So, Dr. Feelbad's theory is completely wrong. <laughs> That's why I had a problem there. I was like, I'm like, what is he actually doing but on the, the astral plane? Doesn't to make begin any with? sense now, though. So, so then why doesn't <laughs> why doesn't Doctor Feelbad like Angelo? Because at least he saved him from complete death and like made it. He so does that like him, but he's like now like trying to manipulate him to get him to do what he wants. Well, we're not there yet. So yeah, well, I mean, I guess because he's evil. Yeah, he's evil. He's a pedophile. He has his own motivations. He's way into controlling people. That's that's enough motivation for him. So Jubilee and Angelo are having a conversation outside the mansion where I think they're just talking about the dream world. And Angelo like tries to explain what happened in his stream, and Jubilee drops a bunch of f bombs. Well, which, I know what Angelo's like. It was great. I had a great time. And, and Jubilee's, Jubilee's like, "Are you so fucking, fucking kidding scared. me?" Yeah. I know. She's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I don't shit my fucking pants. I was fucking shit my pants. She says. And which like, <laughs> so she says, "Are you fucking kidding me?" She says that, and I I forgot it. to warn Maddie about that too, and I was like, "Oh yeah, just me. Say, I'm not like that prude." No, I, I know, but surprised. I didn't. Say, I didn't mean it that way because then you came to the chat. You're like, "Okay." So so now they're just swearing on yeah. TV. It's like, yeah, I don't know how any this of this worked on TV. My my theory is that the person who uploaded this to YouTube had another like copy of it. A yeah, I don't know if this yeah. scene and that when it was on air, it was censored. And also if they were shooting this in Canada, right? They don't have the same. Re- well, at least they didn't have they, the same I don't restrictions. Think they were air on- it in Canada, though, were they? I also the f bomb is like the thing you don't say in anywhere. Like I don't think that's Fuck. Well, well, no, I mean, you can you can bust it out on the BBC. That's true, you can. All right, well, she says it twice in a row, which I was like, that's crazy. So, that's that's. And fun. also, it never happens it again for the rest no, of the No, it doesn't. Like, scene, all of the fucks are contained into that 10-second Which moment. is easy to cut and doesn't need to be there. In the next scene, somebody calls somebody else a bitch, and so that was why I was like, are we just going <laughs> to swear now? Is this just a swearing movie? That's fine, but I didn't know what was happening here, and I thought this was from television. Oh, right. So, so then, then it's like the kids are going to class, and Kurt's like hitting on... This is when Kurt suddenly turns around. He's like, I'm actually straight, and I really want to go on a date with you, Paige slash <laughs> slash Arlie slash Buff. Yeah. And like, and Arlie's like, fuck off at first, which I yeah, she's like, she's like, I don't really know what you monitor up to. I don't care. <laughs> And also, you've been a piece of shit to me this entire time. And like, why, why would I trust, I trust that this you? isn't just a joke that you and Mondo are playing? I know. On and me? Kurt's like, listen, I just really want to take you out to the carnival, just you and me. And mm-hmm. then she's like, okay, fine. And then he leaves, and she's like, I'm going on a date. And I was like, dude. <laughs> 
Okay. This guy's gay and also an asshole. Hates herself. All, all of my respect for both of you, just for those characters. Also, any too, straight obviously. guy that stands there is like, your beaver is really hot is definitely gay. No, uh, nobody really used beaver that nobody way. Nobody Shore did in his act. Well, but does like, that really make it like any more Pauly straight? Shore. I don't know. No, it clearly doesn't. <laughs> so... Anyway, now we go to the asylum where Russell is being held. Oh, there's so much time on fucking Russell. He's just, I know. This whole scene is unnecessary, by the way. It's just him in the asylum. They, I guess they put it there so we knew where he was, but he's Who in cares? the asylum, and he's sitting there blinking still, and this guy walks in, he's like, listen, kid, I, like, fought with my girlfriend last night, and I don't even want to feed you right now, so just eat your fucking food. And so, obviously, Russell can't eat, so he t- grabs that, like, crispy piece of cheese and starts jamming it into that's his lip. Not, that's my, that's my <laughs> only line for the scene, is just, did he just crunch loudly, biting into cheese? I was cheese? like, what is like, happening? He tries to feed Russell, and Russell won't eat, and so he just starts eating russell's dinner i know which oh, i don't know it doesn't make any, any sense in this scene because it was another russell scene so I was it just was like, like i, I know nobody but now the x now the x-men are going to the carnival which is very x-men i felt it like is. this whole scene is very x-men it's enjoyable uh, it's it's monet doing all of the carnival tricks and, and like, like destroying, destroying them like all the strongman contests she just like destroys all okay, the wait, but also monet is wearing like pants and an open jacket and with a bra not yeah, she's bra. not wearing a shirt she's just wearing a bra but she's like 15 what did i have in my notes for this oh yeah thank you monet though honestly jessica jones did it yeah that's true she did Which yes. is not is no is no bad mark against monet i think that actress sells i agree this it's stuff. just kind of sad that she's in this the is the only thing she gets yes. to do in the whole fucking I movie i know at least it's fun. It's really disappointing because Monet is a great character too in the comic book. So it's kind of sad it's that she's bad. wasted it's in this. It's too bad for sure. So that's that. That's that. Arlie and Kurt are like on the first wheel. The, yes. Monet is collecting men, which is actually really funny because in each scene there's like more guys <laughs> around her, and it's like at the end there she's surrounded by like 15 guys holding all of her shit, which is admittedly really funny. It uh, is. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. The guys are like playing the punchy get bad game, and that's when M's like walking over. They're like, "Oh, you can't do this, dope brick and." and she's like breaks the entire thing looks at her nails <laughs> she and shatters leaves. the bag i know like, and then she buffs <laughs> her nails explodes. on her shoulder yeah. meanwhile angelo is like hiding in the God, bushes angelo's being creepy again the girl runs over she's like i saw you over here and like also why is she dressed like it's the fucking 60s like this one girl like the goody two-shoe girl like yeah, she's wearing one, like and one. she's so i don't know dull. so angelo is sto- still stalking this girl but now she's into it for some reason for some there's reason. also some great music playing i don't know what it is and i couldn't get shazam to pick it up but there was like a cool tune playing in the background yeah some I, 90s I like grunge song, song. Too. it was very 90s 90s rock playing and so the girl talks to angelo she apologizes for the diner the other day and she's like i knew they were gonna shove your face in the ice cream and i didn't stop them so that's why i'm sorry and then angelo tells this fucking tragic ass story like, this, is like, this is his response yeah okay. so it reminds me of this time when a kid was getting beat up by a gang in my neighborhood and what's like, with these gangs <laughs> It's like, I love how they're just like, well, Angelo's got to talk about his childhood, so he better mention the barrio. Wait, 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 wait. his comparison to getting his face shoved into a a, a banana split is like a gang 
killing a okay, child. Okay, but I think that's the point he's making is that he's like, honestly, that's not the worst thing that I've ever seen. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I had, I've been proximate to violence like growing up. He and, like, grew this up is in just a rich reality. neighborhood. I don't <laughs> buy that he was in any kind of game. Like maybe so in he's his- straight up lying to her to sound cool. And so her response to this story is saying, oh, I hate clicks, which made me laugh so <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, a gay is a click. Those are yeah. very Again, similar in no, a lot of I ways. Think this is more evidence that this quote unquote gang is just a bunch of rich white but kids she in his neighborhood. Or it's just, just like really his personal to... fucking fan fiction of his life where he's yeah, like, you know, like, like back when we go on live journal and be like, we hung out with lots of gangs and like stole shit and had fights in the street. We had knife fights, but it was like none of that happened. It was just like a live journal entry. <laughs> it's just like I'm torn between like the fact that the show constantly tries to associate the Latino character with gangs is super fucking racist yeah. with the idea of him having made That's up so much the entire gang. It's definitely not true. It's so and good. Like, I'm just going to capitalize on this racist white girl's interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> They're all 10 feet tall and they breathe fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, she's like, he says something like, okay, so do you want to walk around the carnival with me? Like a little date. And she's like, Actually, can we go walk around like outside the carnival? <laughs> and he's but like, they don't leave because they are still there later. Well, but he's like, oh, do you not want to be seen with me? And she's like, no, it's just that like those jocks are over there. I don't want them to ruin our fun. My friends are assholes. I don't want to be near yeah. them. So they walk around together on a date. Jubilee and Mondo are on the spinny ride. Meanwhile, M's still like now she's at the hammer game and she's yeah. like immediately beats that. The guy's like, nobody can beat this game. And M just like does it. And yeah. then she takes a giant prize, gives it to like one of the 15 guys she's collected and moves on to the next game. She's yeah. M is in like complete dominatrix mode for this whole scene. And it's, it's so, so good. It's I mean, I really wish that if they got past the pilot, we could have seen more of this because she's just a great character and I love I her. I mean, I think we would. It's just have. every episode is people wanting her to step on. I them. know. That's. I'm, I mean, okay yeah. I, I was getting those vibes too, Todd. Yeah. Uh, I okay. I didn't even write the characters Kurt and Arlie down. I wrote Paige and Jono are <laughs> making out in the car. I just. I, I was like, I'm just calling them by. <laughs> oh wait, then never mind. I have a, a note there. That says i'm just calling them by who they should be at this point uh anyway so I'm they're like out. they're hardcore this is like another weird like this guy's actually gay scene i mean i know that's not what's happening but it's, it's like not. their kiss looks massively awkward it and is weird. very awkward and and so arlie slash page interrupts and is like can you take off your sunglasses i feel like i'm making out with quentin tarantino which like okay oh another 90s drop <laughs> okay. Okay. so he takes off his glasses and he's like weirdly nervous about taking them off and then i was like is he worried he's gonna like use his powers and kill her like i did not know where this scene i don't was know go. It, it wasn't clear what his fucking flowers <laughs> even were but it's his x-ray it would be really funny he just like eye lasers her and she looks like one of those mars skeletons, and then the movie is well, over he's so nervous when he's taking the glass off he's like trembling he's like yeah I can take them off and I'm like dude maybe tell her if you can't so like what is this so he takes them off okay wait I just imagine Cyclops doing that instead it was like a way funnier picture <laughs> it's like whenever Jean's like I just want to see your eyes Scott I can control it because she does that shit all the time and then he's yeah. always like ah, ah, but he doesn't have a problem when he loses glasses and, and then just the fourth, opens the his fourth eyes. panel of this comic is him just like zapping her yeah. off right. like, so that isn't quite what happens in this scene he takes off the glasses <laughs> and then because he's excited about having sex I don't fucking know his powers finally fully kick in his x-ray powers but we don't know that yet and he sees like everything he goes oh god girls are scary I gotta go but we don't know we don't know runs what's happening. back to his boyfriend like yeah. exactly like i saw the scene and i went wait what happened and i went oh right 
He's this gay. reminds okay i know this is his powers manifesting but it really read as like the gay guy that's clearly fucking his best friend but is pretending to be yeah, straight trying so he's out. trying to have sex with his girlfriend but runs off because he can't do it and has sex with like the guy he's fucking on the side we've no, all been no, no. there yeah. we all were alive in the 90s this is what we experienced okay we were Ryan, there at you're least describing once your own life that didn't happen to everybody in the 90s just you I mean, man it kind of happened to me so I'm, Maybe I'm with all you. the movies are real. I wasn't cool enough to have a secret girlfriend, okay? Listen, I couldn't even like get past kissing a girl. Like it was like I was like, yeah, I'm definitely into girls, but I'm also a little bisexual. And I was like, and then I like made out with like my girlfriend that like that's as far as I could get before I was like, this like, isn't I'm working. I'm not bisexual. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. Turns out. Yeah, I mean that's really <laughs> So he runs out of the car. We don't know why he's running out of the car yet. We just saw him have a weird expression on his face and leave. And he runs to his his boyfriend Mondo and he's like, Hey man, I was making out with Arlie and uh it, something bad happened <laughs> my powers kicked in and suddenly I could like see through her clothes so I ran out of there and then he yeah, turns but, like, around he's, he's, like, he's like I saw everything I saw like her thighs and her back and her boobs and I just saw he everything he actually doesn't say he saw everything he just says he saw her thigh and like that was yeah. enough thigh. but like and, like Bondo keeps going oh <laughs> And like, and then he turns right, because and Arlie's, Arlie's just him, there, standing there. Arlie and Jubilee are standing right there. Yeah. So Arlie leaves, and Jubilee's like, "You're a fucking asshole." Like, that's that. And then so, yeah. but Mondo's thing is like, you know what would help? Eating food and fucking. Let's go. Yeah. So they go off to do that. Angelo and the blonde are still on their little date, and they run into the jocks somehow. I don't know how, but they do. Yeah. And they're like, "What school are you from?" juvie school he's like no i go to xavier's school he's like oh the special school the school for retards and i yeah. was like oh, oh yeah so well, i was like flashbacks to the 90s when like people, people were still saying that constantly yeah. Yeah. yeah there's two okay so there's two funny things about this scene for me well okay <laughs> one funny thing and one not at all funny thing mm-hmm. like why is it that everyone in this entire movie, when they want to do a weird voice, pitches themselves up like? Oh, four I was octaves. wondering that, and also their necks. <laughs> like when the jock says it's for special kids, he's like, "It's for special kids." I'm like, "Yeah, what? that's what they were doing the in the fuck? '90s." I, Todd, the '90s were a weird fucking time, like politically and in media. And this is actually a great <laughs> example of how fucking weird everything was in the '90s. Like everyone's like, "Remember how great the '90s were?" I'm like, "No, not really." Like, but also, yeah. I this is a weird politic here but like in the 90s people were still even though they were like being like oh the gays exist but that's because they have a mental disease like that is kind of what i was drawing here but with with him saying that so yeah i wasn't sure if it was that or if it was just like they were making fun of the same kid because they already hate this kid or where they I were mean, going I mean, it's a little it. bit of both, but I mean, I I yeah. probably shouldn't give this movie that much credit to be like, they were <sighs> yeah, making I don't a know statement how much credit here. I want to give it, honestly. It's hard to say. Two other things, because I'm that girl. Go for it. So, one, the back of their Letterman jackets just says rock with an exclamation <laughs> point <laughs> R-H, which is so fucking funny, I can't handle yeah, it. Yeah, because rah, 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 school. School's great. Rah, rah, rah. Chicken school. School, school, school. Um, the other thing is that they say, welcome to Hastings. Hastings. Which is funny because I am from Hastings, New York. Huh. Really? Is that where they're okay, supposed to be? Okay, that is actually be? funny. Uh, well, okay, I'm technically from Central Square. So wait, was this happening while you were in school? Like, yeah, were, like, was this exactly there? what it was like for you? No. I, I had moved I had moved to Wisconsin a few years before okay, this happened. Okay, great. So you missed oh, all okay. of this. So you didn't meet Jubilee. Well, well, here's the deal, though. Hastings, New York isn't in the Hudson Valley. <laughs> 
Hastings, New York is 20 miles north of Syracuse. It is nowhere near. Okay, so where... this person didn't even like look at a map. Or they drove really right, exactly. far to get I'm to like, this carnival. Mm. <laughs> There's an actual Hastings in New York, buddy. Although I actually enjoy the idea that they're like, let's go to a carnival. Where? Mm, a five hour drive. That makes no sense because when they describe going into the city from Xavier's school, it's Hastings, apparently. Because they meet the like, same exact jobs like, there. Wow. That's crazy. I, I guess there could be a second Hastings. I, that's that, not possible. That I usually mean, doesn't happen in like a one state. This is just the, the town they decided to set Xavier's school in for whatever reason. They were just like, let's set it in Hastings. Listen, Why all not? I know is that, Todd, if like this was happening while you were there and you saw that there was a school being run by Emma Frost, you'd be like, why am I not in that school? Because Todd would why have been enrolled in that school. In that school. Yeah. Like, if you saw her wearing, like, like what she wore to pick up Jubilee, and you'd be like, uh, I'm going there, mom. This is a movie about Todd's life. Anyway, yeah. the kids reveal themselves to be mutants <laughs> because the jocks start beating up Angela. Well, they don't reveal. They don't really know what happens. Like, they start beating up Angela. They, they use their powers, powers to fight Only back. Mondo. Mondo grabs a rock so he's hard once when the like, guy comes to punch him and he like breaks his wrist on his nose or whatever yeah and then everybody starts fighting and m turns around she goes oh time to save the night my boys or boy toys i think she calls them boy toys (laughs) let's hope so so. she basically dismisses her army of subs that she's (laughs) yeah pretty much and then so now they're all in the police station and emma walks in and she's like the policeman is like oh hey you're here to pick up all these kids uh they won't give us their real names the real names they said they were eddie vetter (laughs) and fucking a bunch of other 90s ass it was eddie vetter eddie van halen and the girl says she's edie burkell yeah Yeah. So it's really funny. Emma does her mind control bit, and she's like, "Those are their names. Those have always been their." Names. They're like, "Okay, yeah, you're good to go." And then she snaps at the kids to follow her, which is like such an Emma Frost thing. I fucking yeah, love it. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck this!" Well, because okay, they're in this, big when he says snaps, now. he means she snaps her fingers. Yeah. Oh, I thought Come you meant on. like you know a belt because that is also something she would do in this movie. But yeah, whatever. It's basically that. <laughs> so this whole next scene is actually pretty good. This the is like one, one of the better scenes expelled. of the movie. Is that the next right. scene? Yeah, yeah like, I like this scene. So Emma, I'm fucking torn. Like, <laughs> okay, well we well, can, Emma's we can get pissed. to the thoughts. She is so pissed. She's, she's like, mad. she's like, everybody could have jeopardized everything they were working for, and they could reveal themselves, and everyone's like, and Emma's like, but none of you seized our powers, and Emma's like, then somebody explained to me like how this dude broke their hand on Mondo's nose, and Mondo's like, well, I absorbed a rock before going into the fight, and Emma's like, all right, pack your shit, you're expelled, like that's yeah. straight up, she's, like she's like, I really appreciate your honesty, get out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to classic Emma Frost, and Angela's like, well, it's my fault that like this happened because I was getting in trouble with the town kids, and Emma's like. All right, pack your bags too. Get the fuck out. You're also expelled. Yeah, and Kurt's like stands up and Spartacus shit. shit. They're all like, I was also involved, and I was like, great, you're expelled too. Fuck off. And like, like, she's she's expelled. So it's so good. It's like everybody's standing up, and I was like. I think expelled, all of you should go expelled, pack your bags. Expelled, expelled. And, like, and, and Vanshee's like, you know what? Everyone step outside so Emma and I can discuss your punishments. So they all leave. I do love that this is when Sean like slides into the room and goes, okay, everybody get out. <laughs> yeah, like, For just a second while I talk to Miss Frost. Yeah, seriously. And, like, and then Emma's like, how dare you undermine me in front of the children? And Sean's like, okay, hold on. We can't expel everyone here and send them to concentration camps. Calm down. He's like, we can't have a school without students, yeah. which is a pretty relevant statement. It yeah, is, I know. It is. And then she brings up the Hellions and like her history with that. Or no, Sean brings them up. He's like, this is because of what happened with the Hellions. Yeah, you can't you can't blame yourself for the Hellions forever. Yeah. Is basically and then what he Emma says. does a little monologue where she's like, yeah, I feel like I failed them, and these kids aren't prepared enough, and they. And she's like, I don't want them to die. Also, yeah. you know, like they need to take it more seriously because she was saying that there's like. She's like, there's 
she's i don't even she has some like really long line about like infractions and whatever and so anyway so eventually emma's just like you're right i i don't want to I don't do know this that but she they ever s- agrees with him he just overrules her essentially and is like we're just gonna fucking- he, he proposes that he grounds them for like right two months because well, emma something. of course brings up being punished she's like well how are they gonna be punished which is yeah. funny because that's like <laughs> the third emma time in this movie where she's punishment. like she, yeah, she says she's brought up punishment multiple times in this movie that is her used disciplinary to be style is well and she did grow up like at the hellfire club and it's like, they disrespect me. And Banch is like, they're scared shitless of you, but they all yeah, stood together. Which together. is actually a great line. I love it's that. It's actually a cool point. He's like, uh, no, they hated each other when they first got here, but they're terrified of you, but they stood up for each other. Yeah. Despite that, and Emma actually goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Emma's like, like oh, yeah, she I'm has still to in stop charge. and acknowledge that fact. She's yeah. like, Although in in my head, like I her inner monologue is just like <laughs> they're afraid of me. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> right? My new, I was like so fucking love Iva. So then Kurt goes to talk to Arlie. I wrote Chamber and Page again, so like I'm trying to like translate. <laughs> and she just grabs her books and leaves because he like feels bad that like you know he went to go fuck well, his boyfriend. She doesn't know instead. why he ran out on her, and she well, he never maybe... even really tells her like like an idiot. He never explains it. Although I think that's when he was trying to do at least uh, yeah, yeah but i don't know that he can explain it because he hasn't figured out fully that he's gay yet so he's having a lot no. of trouble explaining it to but, her uh, and to himself yeah, <laughs> don't worry we're gonna go to the dreamscape now because in which angelo creeps into the pretty uh, girl's bedroom again just an extended scene that doesn't fucking need to be there i know but in this instance again he does that thing where he's like he's like i'm we loco for you and we're like and oh then, my then god he takes her out on the boardwalk and they go salsa dancing together in a fake jungle but it looks like the fucking uh, set of batman or robin it's, it's it's terrible and it goes on for like 10 minutes and i was pretty bored <laughs> it's way too long it really is it, it's way too it's long. bored enough that todd and i are I both screaming about it 16 year olds dance badly and make out in the jungle not very long not very long <laughs> so, yeah okay that's, the trajectory done. of this scene is that it gets more racist over time as well as more sexual over time but at least she seems vaguely into it oh, because yeah, no, it gets, when it, she <laughs> wakes up she's like ah sigh i love angelo the boy i've met twice i know twice. a dream yeah. a sexy dream about but then i'm like so is angelo mind controlling her i didn't like any I, of the, it yeah, i don't know everything angelo comes off as very creepy in this movie it's, yeah it's gross i don't like i don't like how he's written but then dr feelbad shows up and he's just like hey yeah yeah so dr feelbad's been there the whole time it turns out because he's now trapped well Watching, no wait like, wait i think i think this is he wakes first i think angelo gets out of the machine and then he goes to bed and then then oh. russell oh, yeah, visits right. him in this like creepy warped version of the Batman and Robin set where oh yeah that's right because Angela says wait I'm not in the chair how are you doing this right. yeah and like Russell's I don't know I just wrote that Russell does a really ridiculous giggle at one point that's where he's like <laughs> or something like that and I was like why did he do that yeah the actor is having far too much fun with this role and that's no the Russell, like in. the actor is like off the rails yeah. with his acting and it's like okay well yeah okay so the whole thing that he tries to do <laughs> is to convince Angelo to come to the asylum yes. the, the, like the, and break the him out break prison, his body out so that he to can to break his body out and bring him or no bring the machine into the asylum right. is actually what well, he doesn't, he doesn't even know he has the machine at first because Angelo's like how do you keep doing how this, do you do this like, without the chair and that's how Dr. And then Russell's like, like, what, what chair? chair and he's like and Angelo's <laughs> like oh the chair that Emma Frost designed and, and fucking Russell's like 
Emma Frost. <laughs> dun, dun, and it's like dun. so obvious about it. Yeah. And Angela's like, yeah, and she's my teacher at the house where I live with a bunch of mutants. <laughs> Here's the address. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're on so Google. Russell's like, great. <laughs> I'm going to need you to break into a place where my body is so that I can hook my, my astral self back up with my body again. And it's going to be kind of hard to break into. And Angela's like, thinks it's a jail and he's like it's not a jail it just has really high security uh don't worry about it's it it's a anyway, mental asylum like don't do worry about Angela's it response to his credit is no yes yeah i know that's crazy and russell starts crying he's like i just i really want to be back in my body i just really bad and then he's like and then after angela's like no russell's like all right you know what here's your sister he just grabs his <laughs> his like eight-year-old sister and he's, and like, he's like i'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck rape your her. sister okay, and we're so like, this is not, he like literally says that he's like i will rape like your eight-year-old sister canon this isn't ryan and i saying that a character is gonna he literally says, it. says this it's a literally Todd's backing us up right now rape is used he, then he does the girl like, he does, which is fucking two things he does three things actually in succession that made me really uncomfortable with this scene yeah well it's intentionally so, con- uncomfortable, content warning because i'm about to say all three of them okay great okay first he says he calls him a stupid wetback Yes, so he yes. starts yes. with a racist oh, I insult. I forgot about that. Yeah. Then he says, what if I mind drape your... And again, his voice, which is usually up in the tenor register, drops down into the bass too, for all of, for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. he, <laughs> pulls, he literally like pulls his sister out of the ground like a magician doing a trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. like a like uh, a rabbit out of a hat. And then he says, "What if I mind rape your little sister?" And then he like anime villain licks her face. Yes. Yeah. It's and so it's much. It's not necessary like i don't think they would have allowed this happen on tv honestly even in the 90s but they did ryan this was aired on television well this this version i don't know what version actually aired this is like a master copy i mean is this why they've never released it on dvd i don't know as soon as the like the movie has been low-key racist angelo the whole time Mm -hmm. but like when the when the actual racial slur made an appearance i'm like okay <laughs> yeah. I was actually pretty shocked by that. I was like, I didn't actually know if this movie was aware enough of the own messages it was sending to Yeah, yeah I don't think it was. That, yeah. But it is apparently in the sense that well, now, maybe this is why you can't buy it anywhere. You know, like they they are trying to hide this fucking movie. Yeah, they like pretend it doesn't exist. This scene was definitely the point where I'm like, I'm ready for the movie to be over. <laughs> Luckily it will Luckily, be. Luckily it will minutes. be, like in the next twenty minutes. But it actually wraps up very quickly. Yeah, so that's horrifying. It works, it works. Angelo is like okay I guess I have to fucking do this just please don't rape my sister sir and like very fucking upset obviously so he agrees to do it is the next scene him breaking into the asylum or does anything else yes, happen between those two the things? asylum that literally has a sign that says state mental right. institution <laughs> like federal book repository I'm sure the <laughs> asylum is just the exact same set as the X mansion because it's like a, the same hallway that like every character's yeah, walked it's I don't ridiculous know and he just like stretch Armstrong's his way up into the facility which yep. there's nobody working here by the way which is crazy to me yeah i know it's like completely empty also how does he stretch armstrong his way up without being seen by anybody outside I, that was another question i had but whatever it's the 90s security, security was lighter in the 90s Security's at an all-time yeah, there low was no, no one really cared about mental health then not like now <laughs> where we definitely do so anyway he <laughs> finds he finds dr feelbad's room he has a duffel bag the duffel bag has like the portable version of the dream chair which i don't know how which i didn't even thing. know that it was like, a thing that existed 
but all right. So he puts the helmet on the guy, and then there's a bunch of sparks flying around as he turns. Yeah, the and then the on. guy wakes up, and Russell screams, "I like it so much! I bought the company!" And I was yeah, like, I didn't "Why know. does he have I, that line there? That line doesn't make." any sense it doesn't matter. oh my god it's just him it's being, dumb like everything being wacky. Dr. it's just says. another wacky line that he says so yeah. he's back in his body now which i guess is more scary than him being on the astral plane but i don't really see how it's pretty scary either way honestly he can still control people right okay so but then they like he grabs Angela and goes, I have one more favor. I need to cut open your brain. Whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa. And so right. then it cuts to this. Here's <sighs> what I don't get. <laughs> Why does Angelo go with him? He like, can leave. Well, like, because... he has powers. Russell does not. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Well, when he was on the astral plane, I get it, right? Because you're like, oh my God, he could get to my sister anytime because he's stuck in the astral plane i'm like you pull him out he's in meat space fucking shit yeah. right don't go with Didn't him you say, like aren't you like a gain member remember all it's like all the fights you had in games it's, that you did not play it was a lie he's not actually tough at all yeah this yeah. is proof that the gang wasn't real i do appreciate that he just like decides i'm gonna be a damsel in distress for the rest of the movie that's cool well i know that is kind of funny that jubilee saves him yes. but so i have a theory here in terms of production just from my experience working on like film production is that they probably had another scene written but like this script was obviously getting cut a bunch and like they were cutting stuff because they couldn't afford it so i bet there was another because scene they were out of money where like they went out and somehow like russell was gonna like in some way yes or... but they instead were like we don't have time to do this scene so we just need to quickly throw in this line here because maddie we've had to deal with that deal with that before you know it's very demon in that is way about the level of the production quality of demon and d2 so there's a lot <laughs> I mean, like it's basically if demon had 20 bucks to make a movie you yeah, know but we didn't even have 20 bucks it's why this movie looks slightly so we could we could afford the green and blue lights but i i mean that does kind of explain why this movie like when i looked at the the timestamp at this scene i'm like this is an hour and 15 minutes there's only 12 minutes of yeah, movie yeah and they've got to do a lot in that time they've wasted like 45 minutes on bullshit and now they have to quickly do a fight scene and like a denouement with the <laughs> villain and i don't know they fit it in somehow but like barely it's like it goes crazy fast yeah so dr feelbad kidnaps angelo and Puts wants him in to bondage. break into his brain <laughs> and he has a drill just a literal power drill that he's very very slowly moving towards angelo well, not yet that's not that's not it he's 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 has him in bondage and he goes oh he has the store your nuts in your cheeks line first that's crazy too why i don't know oh, but he also he has him like in the fucking like braces headgear thing like yes. stuck to a table and then he's just like i'm just gonna leave you here overnight so we can do this in the morning which is like why <laughs> i don't know I, my guess there, okay i actually have like a the movie probably doesn't deserve this but my guess would be he's got other dream shit he wants to do oh mm. i see before the next day well and, we never know what it is so but we never know what right, it that's is, actually so makes sense. also this set and this was this was the point where I lost it and Googled Penny Lane. <laughs> you're like, so you're like what is this? By the way, I think the set is the set from the first Nightmare on Elm Street. It looks like it. It looks it just is. like it. It probably is. This is like basically a Nightmare on Elm Street X-Men edition movie. So that makes sense. I have the line, oh my God, I just realized the lighting and set design here is just Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I mean, it really yeah, is. Yeah, the rave lighting definitely reminds me of them. The, ra- the rave lighting, the like fake metal trellis in the background. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm glad you watched this movie with us, Todd. 
<laughs> I was like, you would understand. I'm glad we're doing this podcast, which is fun and a thing to do it with friends. Fun. I'm not going to make any comment about the 90 or so minutes of movie that watched. Uh, Fair so enough. The, the things we do for love. That is going to be what I'm saying there. Yeah, that's so, fair. We're almost so done, then though. Skin remembers what Emma said, which like, relax and let it flow, which is like kind of like sexual. It and is. So Ang- Angelo like reaches out to Jubilee, and Jubilee wakes up and sees like so an image of... So he reaches out to her in her dream. It's crazy. This but it's like, that, it's a sense. dream, but then like, she wakes up and he like hallucinates and being there. She's like, he's like, tell Emma, he's going to operate on my brain at dawn. She'll know what to do. That like, He doesn't give a name or anything. And yeah, he's like, just like, where is he? Like, what? I How know. Many? I do love that he's like, Emma will know what to do. And my response was, we'll yeah. I don't know. Jubilee's <laughs> just screaming, Angelo! Which somehow doesn't wake up M or like fake Paige over there. So I don't know. Yeah. So then Jubilee goes to Emma and Banshee. And she's like, okay, so we were fucking around with that machine in the basement, to which Emma just, like, rolls her eyes, which is yeah. like, Emma, why do you still have it there? <laughs> yeah. but, but Well, no, she literally says, I knew I should have I know, it's really thing. funny. It is, but it's really funny, because, like, like, yeah, Emma, you probably should have. But I do, like, she's rolling her eyes, which is a very Emma Frost thing to do, but it's like, okay, these children are still getting into my shit. Why? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but also, like, I guess I can't expel them, because Banshee threw cold water on that idea, so now they're just doing expellable offenses every time you turn around around and there's nothing to be yeah, done about pretty it. Much. <laughs> like, See, this is what happens when you don't discipline that your puppy. That is what Emma is thinking to herself in this very <laughs> right, moment. Exactly. And so Jubilee's like, this guy's gonna cut his brain open and Emma's really like, like, oh my god, it's Russell. And yeah. bitch is like, what? Emma recaps the same fucking shit again. And Emma's like, okay, go, go, get, go wake everybody up. And then they all, like, have this dramatic scene where both Banshee and Emma, like, stare into the fireplace from, like, the shots, like, from behind the fireplace. Yeah, and isn't Emma, like, they're not ready, and Banshee's like, we don't have any other choice. We don't have a choice. (laughs) Yeah. I also want to mention that, like, when when Emma is like, oh, it's Oh, it's Russell. She just sounds tired and annoyed. Well, like she doesn't sound worried. She's just well, like, yeah, oh. this guy. Again. She's like this fucking guy. This asshole. Well, like, I think I she just... realizes how bad the situation's got. I mean, Russell's gotten a lot more powerful in the interview. Well, that's what years. she says, though. She's like, she's like, okay, so if this guy's on the dreamscape, he and he's been fucking around in the Astros plane. Like, maybe he's developed the X Factor, which is not a thing, no, by it's the not. way. Yeah, I literally have. That's not how it works with an the ellipsis. They already explained after to us how it works words. in this show. That it's like they were like sometimes it awakens in the pineal gland. You can't just awaken it like now. So yeah. she's like, I don't know what powers he actually has. But and it makes then no I, sense I, oh, too, I, have a, I have a fucking note here. It's like, why is every fireplace in this movie always going? Like, like Benji wakes up and the fireplace is on. Like he that's, fell asleep like that's that. How castles yeah, work? Every man. room the fireplace is on. I'm like, dude. Like, what happens when they that's leave? That's how they get that low light. That if they it's either rave lighting or fire light those are the two well, options that's true. <laughs> uh, you're either you're either taking mdma or you're <laughs> fucking on the bear screen yes. rug one of the yep. two so they also i think explain if they haven't already that like for a while russell had wanted to steal a mutant brain so that he could become a mutant like take the penal gland and put it into his own brain they like i mean that would make more sense did they even say that i know that they do say that actually i think emma says it in yeah, I think she scene. does, but then she's like, I guess he, I don't even know if he did that. I don't think he did. I guess he just developed the X Factor on his own, which like, why? That what? doesn't make why any not, sense. Why not just have that be a plot point that happened? And you know, the sad thing about that is the payoff of that is approximately 45 seconds of scene 
two minutes before oh the i know movie. it's ridiculous <laughs> i i didn't care about any of it so i was fine with that so for some reason yeah. they want to take all the children with them onto the astral plane which by this point they're explaining that like yeah the dream realm is also like an actual other dimension where people can go and it uh, that's humans enter it in their dreams but it's the astral plane so they're just yeah and maddie was that. like finally and i was like, like well that makes more <laughs> sense than what you've been doing so okay thanks for the past so for some reason so emma frost is like i'm gonna use my mind powers to like open a door you onto the astral plane and then you're gonna fight him there and that's gonna work so wait but no no this is weird it's like the astral plane is also like she's like okay i can open it a teleportation doorway into the astral plane plane, yeah put put him and everybody on the astral plane but then we can also like pull skin out of there and make him be here which doesn't make any sense i've had i've always had a problem with that part of the movie because how yeah because he needs to go back into his body i guess it's like you're teleporting by yeah, no, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but then Kurt's like, let me quickly talk Nothing to Harley. About this movie makes sense. Yeah, I know. I know. Kurt's like, I just want to say something to Harley. And Harley's yeah. like rolling her eyes. And Kurt's like, listen, <laughs> I know my powers manifested at a really awkward time, but I'm really sorry. And also, I'm gay. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> The line I have about this is, where is it? Wow, we're really having an I didn't see your pussy promise dramatic moment now. Oh, I know. He's like, I didn't see anything. Basically what he says, he's like, I didn't see your beaver. I know, seriously. But the movie clearly I I mean, while Banshee's like, can we fucking like fight already? Like, let's do this. (laughs) Sean's patience for his own movie has now evaporated. (laughs) He's like, you know what? Can we just wrap this up, please? (laughs) So they all go into the astral plane and then it's just like the most absurd green screen well a door opens in the room which is really funny there's like a glowing light okay hold on hold on two things happen before the door opens in dr feelbad's house though and they're important (laughs) one is funny and one is terrible (laughs) okay one is he he says before he because he's about to cut and he's got the yes. saw from the and he's fucking like very very, very slowly moving it towards Angelo's head and then he stops and he's like Angelo I feel like there's something that's been bothering me and I just need to do something about it before we go any further and it's like this big dramatic build up and then he, there's a big pause and he goes I really hate your hair <laughs> but so do we it <laughs> looked bad look yeah, I know like my not my note is okay I don't like Dr. Feelbad but he's yeah, yeah he's got a point like, here like this <laughs> is solid is and he's like I just want to give you a better haircut before I bury you in the ground <laughs> it's like really <laughs> strange and I'm like you know what that could have been a great line if they had stopped there. But then he picks the saw back up and says, have you been circumcised? And I'm like, why? Ooh. Also, he's wearing a kimono. Yeah. Why is he suddenly wearing a wizard robe? Like, he I starts don't- dressing like <laughs> Doctor Strange in this scene, which like, I don't know why. Yeah. Maddie was like, what is happening? It's so yeah. Zardoz. I'm like, what cult are you a member yeah. of? What I don't know. What is happening? But it doesn't matter. Cause then, okay, sorry. Then, those two things happen. Do. Then Jubilee shows up. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's Jubilee. Jubilee just like shoots him with like her firecrackers. Mondo throws Russell. That's it. Then, then like (laughs) not husk Arlie. She then she also picks up Russell and throws him into some electrical equipment, which doesn't electrocute him. 
Then Kurt comes and he shoots his eye beams, but not at Russell. He shoots it at like a, a vent okay. above him that falls on him, and it's like just <laughs> shoot him. So Russell like, says, "Touch her and you die." About yeah, Arlie, right. presumably. And then he zaps a pipe in the ceiling above it so that it falls on him. And I'm that like, would have also killed her. You could have just shot yeah. him. I know. Then but then, then, M, then Russell gets away, and M's just standing there. And M doesn't even use her powers. She just kicks him, and then she picks up M <laughs> and like goes to throw her into an insane which yes. banshee catches her and comes puts her down like like totally casually and then like screams i yeah. was like what and is screams, this fight scene banshee's screaming like blows dr feelbad out of a wall like off into the distance and, and you like, see that it's the astral plane the wall, at this point we see that see it's, this like yeah, yeah. This matte painting they've been using to represent the astral yeah. plane. It's like a matte painting of a bunch of like white roads. It's Rainbow Road, like where Bishop it is, is Rainbow out. Road. It's but it's like it's like the grayscale <laughs> version of Rainbow Road, yeah. Monochrome Road. They're they're sort of briefly standing there. They they think that Russell's dead because he's been blown out the wall. But right. then Russell comes back again. Except now he's like really huge, but only for a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> He's just so like, like, I'm bigger now. He's like, I think I might have mutated. And his head is gigantic. His but hands are hand tiny. Is not. I know. And I'm like, it's terrible. Uh, it's what's like, happening? Uh, and then he's like, where's Emma Frost? And then he starts blowing wind at them, which I don't even understand what. Wait, wait no. First, he like lands in his Komodo and he starts blowing wind around. And I was like, and I don't even understand what's happening. He's back to normal size again because I was like, they clearly can't use this technology for more than one No, frame. I know, right? Like, this was already getting fucking wacky as it is. And then Emma's like just standing there on the grayscale Rainbow Road. She's like, I'm here. Okay. She's like, she's like, get everybody out of here. I'm gonna take care of Russell and Banshee's like, no, you can't do this. And like, fucking Russell's like, yeah, you can't take me down. You're not gonna win this. And she's like, I don't intend to win. I'm gonna take you with me. Right. Yeah, she's gonna suicide him. Although another note I have, did you notice that she's actually wearing a different outfit than when she? Yes. Probably because she just than when she started this. Yeah, I mean, she, like, <laughs> she probably just created a new outfit for herself in the astral plane. Where's her cape? Better. Where's her fabulous cape? Is my question. Good yeah. question. It could her be blowing in Russell's great, wind. And I love her. Um, so she's going to suicide mission her way against Dr. Feelbad. And so she creates a teleportation door back to reality for all the kids and Banshee. And she's like, go through the door. I got this. And then Angelo is like, actually, no, I got this. And he just like flings himself onto <laughs> Dr. Feelbad. And, and like wraps his arms around him like effect. a million times. Like, it doesn't look good at all, but I, you know that like all full two dollars went into this one shot one of like scene, his I know. arms <laughs> stretching around yeah. Doctor Feelbad a million it's times. It's such a it's such a like Hercules. It really is. is or very Zena shot. It's yeah, the worst. it's really bad. So like then he pulls them both over the edge and then they're falling into the abyss forever, which is apparently a thing you can do, which like is suddenly introduced in this scene. I think that's why they that's why they had that scene with him falling into the spiral when the cops take the thing off his head but they didn't explain yeah. it though. yeah they don't explain it but i think that's what they're but apparently they're there's trying a spiral that you don't want to fall into and that's the spiral <laughs> they're falling into and so for a second i was like wow did they just fucking kill angelo like is that seriously what this movie's gonna do this okay fucking character? i had two notes 
One is, it's a shame you don't like his hair because you're going to be trapped with him for yes. eternity. Yeah. And the other was, everyone's like, we could have stopped him, but that was super slow. Yeah. Like, it all happened. <laughs> so like, they so could have walked in extreme slow motion. Like, you could just imagine Sean going, no. I know, but was he wrapping his arms around for like a full five minutes? And they were all just be like, don't. Yeah, it goes do on it. forever while everyone just kind of stares, including yeah, Emma. I know. Emma doesn't stop so, it. So Emma and Jubilee are freaking out, and Emma takes Banshee's hand, and it's time to leave. But then Skin's hand comes flying out of the abyss, and he grabs onto the ledge and like <laughs> lands in Emma's arms, and they up. all leave. And yep. it was like, okay, okay. The shot where they're leaving is really funny, though. Like, did you notice that like the door was like kind of not big enough for any of them to fit through? So they had no. To, like, I thought that was really funny. They, had to, like, <laughs> they were like all dramatically leaving, and then there's like this beat where they're like tripping over each other slightly <laughs> as they're like adjusting themselves to go I really through wish the door. I was on production of this team because like I just want to know the stories. And then like you can see Banshee like purposefully waiting and putting himself at the back of the line because he's the one who's blocking wise is supposed to have the final shot where he. Turns turns over his shoulder and looks at everything but it looks so awkward because it's, it's like i know Banshee it's really terrible it's so weird i also like that the, there's point, like a strobe so. light going off in this little crack they're walking of out of I, it's it's funny so somehow angelo has his body again in normal reality i don't know how he does it. that's that was what i was saying i was like that doesn't make any you know, sense i i did realize that could be what happened it's not that angelo teleported to them it's that when he left the astral plane he woke oh. up oh and so they go and get okay. him. Because you'll notice that part of this epilogue is that Dr. Feelbad, who's now back to mouthing like a yes. goldfish, in the is asylum. back in the federal book repository. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bed. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's like the final shot. You're right. I mean, that's very charitable. I think the real answer is the people didn't know what they were <laughs> right, doing. I agree. Like, if you wanted to be really nice about it, you could say, "Well, there's a scene here where they go and get Angelo's body, and he's fine, and they get him. <laughs> sure, and that's just not in there. Angelo died on his way back to his home planet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Somehow he didn't die. I don't remember what the final scene is. By this point, I was well. Very wait, tired. The, the final I scene. Do. They're playing like a game called Zap, which is a bunch oh, of X Men right. cards that are just throwing down. At each other because now all the teenagers are and friends. Ju- Jubilee plays Francis Bacon like it's fucking. Exodia. I don't understand what this game is. This a real game? Can somebody I don't let me think know? So no, I don't think it is. It's a fake game, but it has like X Men logos on the back of them. I was like, what is this game? I, I don't. I couldn't tell. They're just what it was. random. So they're shit. playing a card game by the fire, and that's fine. The kids are all friends. I will never in a million years be able to get the image of Jubilee's actress going. I've got Francis. Bacon and throwing and it that down. That would be a fun gift to and just in my start head, using. Like I'm just hearing Kaiba going, Exodia, it's that possible. There's a game called Zap, but it's like a card game with like numbers and shit. Well, this one has no, pictures of this. people slash mutants on it. Yeah, so, I know. And it's got like the X-Men logo on them. Was Francis Bacon a so mutant? So is this That's when incredible. Banshee and Emma reveal Paige wearing yeah. the uniform? Which suddenly Paige isn't ashamed of her super muscular body anymore, which is now being conveyed through the actress wearing muscle muscle pads underneath the costume, but not even that right, many right. muscle pads. Now she's just straight up ready to start on American yeah, Gladiators, that's though, pretty which much. is good because they've got the American Gladiators yep. set. And that's exactly what all the kids the are going to be doing. They're, they're like, what do you think of your new uniforms? And everyone's like, <laughs> you know. And that's when it cuts now. to like Russell and the the fucking wherever he's at, and it zooms in his eyes, and we see that he's still on the astral plane. Yep. Yeah, you see that like Rainbow Road matte yep. painting right. inside his. Yep, iris. and that's the end of this very and bizarre. It, and then it cuts X-Men. hard cuts to yep. the credits. Yes, they're like get out of here as quickly as possible. Oh, great. <laughs> um, so this movie is bad it's great it does, i i think there's some like very x-men-y moments in here that don't exist in any other fox films like all the stuff with them going to the carnival 
I, I was like, this is very Emma X-Men. Emma whole deal. This, this version of Emma is very, very fun. Okay, this movie is, if you are an Emma Frost fan, you should watch yeah, this movie. I mean, basically, if you're Ryan Pagella, you can watch this movie just for Emma Frost, and then you can make me and Todd watch it, and we'll enjoy Emma Frost. And then and also it. put it on our podcast, <laughs> yeah. you know? So my suggestion is to get, like, a bunch of friends together yeah. who know X-Men stuff and watch it and just openly I mock it because like a lot more you can talk over the dialogue alone. it's fine 90 percent of the script is dr feelbad telling you the same five <laughs> words over and over again so it doesn't matter yeah. if you talk over yeah so let's wrap this show up by talking about who's gay and i think i know what we're all gonna say the Mondo and Kurt. Oh my Mondo god. And, Mondo and Kurt. Well, clearly. I These really feel like they were just being symbolized for being gay in the 90s. It's like, oh, you can't really come out, get your fake girlfriend, yeah. get like the one that's like reminds you of a man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mondo and Kurt, but also Mondo and the jock that he's flirting yes. with in the diner oh, scene. Oh, yeah, that's right. I already forgot about that. Yeah, there's that. And then there's Jubilee weirdly wanting to see Paige change or Arlie or whatever. I don't yeah, understand I mean, why that's I really do think there. that Jubilee <laughs> might actually be gay, yeah, honestly. Maybe just this version of Jubilee is gay. I Look, I can't explain that. But yeah, that's those are the I, characters who are gay. I think she's gay for Francis Bacon. <laughs> that's why she's so excited when she pulls the Francis Bacon Oh, yeah, Bacon there's that, too. Fuck, well, yeah, wait, Francis what, what, Bacon. Let's I forget about Russell and Bobby Boy. They were like fucking through the whole movie. Wow, really? Okay, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Doctor Feelbad. Yeah, he's though. creepy he's in this. He's he is the worst. He's like the always horny pansexual stereotype that makes life hell for bisexual oh, people everywhere. Much. Like, <laughs> and I and like and then it's like that's the brownie of the Sunday, and then the ice cream on top is that he's a fucking yeah, pedo. which is and I'm not like, good either. Mm. Like those are bad stereotypes that he's embodying. Like they're not. Yeah, I know. They're not, not good. It's really bad. And I kind of feel bad because Matt Frewer really is a good character actor, and I feel like they completely wasted him on this. Well, at some point, well, maybe he realized wrote- that it was not actually going to get produced properly, so he probably stopped giving <laughs> his shit like, and started doing weird anymore. shit. I'm just going to do whatever this is. <laughs> I would love to hear the producers of this movie email you and go oh yeah he improvised oh, I mean, it kind of seems like he know. did they might they might email I us. feel like a lot of the lines it's oh, like all the banter it would explain that fucking circumcision line I'm like what there are more than a few Why? things I feel like a lot of the banter between Emma and Banshee were I think a lot of that was improvised because those two actors no. just seemed to be having a good time they did seem to be having a good time but I, it's not the, to the extent of the Dr. Feelbad scenes where I was like this is 10,000 years long at least the Emma Banshee scenes I was like these are the right length and they're yeah, entertaining I know. that's true they had, they had good chemistry they did I think those actors had I good thought chemistry so too. I enjoyed both of them in those roles like accents aside I think they both did I a think good so job. too I, th- I mean I felt like they were really, they really the highlight of the movie for me, me too I, well, being I, real. sometimes when I want to watch general x again i just watch their scenes and then i turn it off i'm That's not even honestly, kidding <laughs> that is really what i recommend just watch those scenes you don't need to watch i mean i watch i like i like the scenes where the kids go out to the town and go shopping and go to the diner and i like it when they go to the carnival i felt like all that is very x-men-y honestly I, like 
the dynamic that Emma and Sean have is kind of Buffy before Buffy. Right. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's kind of like That's the very Giles, true. Buffy, Spike, kind of that, that like snappy, snappy. I can't. I'm physically incapable of snapping my fingers. That's why I'm not doing it. But like, same. I'm really snappy, bad at it. Snappy, I'm trying right now. Joss dialogue. Am I the only one who can do it? Yeah, it's up to you, it's Maddie. That's your I'm mutant power. I'm Frost of this group of people. Just kidding. We're all I, Emma well, Frost. I can sort of. <laughs> that's as close okay, as I can do it all. I'm gonna say this show has ended. We're gonna do the flex section now. Wait, what about the politics? <laughs> uh, we talked about it. The yeah, whole we time. did. I do, wait, I, I yeah, have it. Listen, I have an hour prepared to talk right now on this podcast. Okay, Ryan, you can record it by yourself and send it to me afterwards, and I'll drop it into the show. We've been talking for three <laughs> Patri- hours. Pa- three words for you, buddy. Patreon only. <laughs> Speaking of which, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the mutant ages, which you should absolutely support. Also, if you if you want to hear Ryan talk about this movie for that, another hour. I'm not actually going to do that. Just to, just to put that disclaimer out there right Some now. Some of our actual Patreon only bonus episodes. We just recorded one about the Goonies and there's plenty of other in the archives that you can check out. We also have YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and Pinterest. And we have an email address, which is the mutant ages at gmail.com. This is a super speedy plug section because we just talked for too long and that's more than enough. Who's still plugging. listening? I don't Email know. us at the but mutant anyway. ages gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on the mutant ages on Twitter, but you can follow us individually on there. Oh yeah. I'm Ryan Pagella. I'm Minnie Myers and Todd, why don't you give the people your public Twitter? account the safe the safe account to follow me at is at dr todd harper <laughs> the safe account there's a there's another one but you have to find it on your own i'm that's, <laughs> that was maybe the good you'll one trip over it by accident it is the good one but that's why they have to find it on their own okay it's like a puzzle yeah there's a very professional todd harper twitter account that you can if you, follow. If you follow maddie or ryan it should not be that difficult to yeah, figure and out we sit there the we like talk is. to each other on there so i mean but it's publicly. secret because todd's a professional um is there anything else please leave us reviews if you enjoyed this by the way yeah oh Everyone yeah listening to want, our show leave us a review in itunes or like i just SoundCloud like i just like please leave us reviews i need a review <laughs> thank you so much todd for coming on the show it was wonderful thanks for thank watching for this fucking me. movie i'm really glad that we <laughs> next, all agreed the scientist month, was terrible as listen, i was watching it okay. i was like what if they think the scientist is funny what am i gonna do if they both think the scientist guy is cool and funny i'm gonna die on this episode if they think wow that. you have a very low opinion of us i was watching us, it very apparently. late at night and i was confession time i was high i was high while i watched this film true fact uh, that was probably a good thing to do so there was just a little there's just a little slight bit of paranoia as i was watching it just a just a little bit of, of high were paranoia. you worried that he's gonna show up in your dreams no but i was worried that i was worried that maybe the movie was actually good and that i just thought it was bad i there were some moments that i had anyway it doesn't matter we we're, we're all in agreement on the movie. it's like not a good movie anyway we'll see you next time <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> the mutant.